this is Talking Sea, your weekly supply of the dark side, not just the dogmatic narrow view of the Jedi. Hello, everybody. My name is Josh Roach. I'm Casey Schreffler. I'm T. Green. I'm Chad Campbell. Welcome to The Talking Sith. Guys, how's everybody doing? Chad, nice to have you back. You've been on a uh, hiatus from The Talking Sith. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, we appreciate having you here. Uh, Casey, uh, how you doing out there in California? Oh, it's been warm, and then it's been, like, decently temperate out, I guess I would say. But beyond that, um, still still no work for me or my wife. No, no sign of it coming back soon. But um, we're hanging on, you know what I mean? Right. We're having fun, having fun with the kids. Squirt gun fights, campfires outside, making muddy puddles. Fantastic. Any more roosters in your neighborhood? Nope. They got rid of them. They got rid of that rooster. They did. <laughs> they ate them. <laughs> yeah, no, they got this. So yeah, I was telling I was telling Roach earlier that so the uh, the rooster was just gone one day and and um I, one of the kids walked by and I asked like what happened to the rooster you guys had and they said, Oh, it was starting to bite us, so we gave it away. And no shit, it's gonna bite you because every time I see that rooster like outside of the yard the kids are just chasing him like maniacs and like harassing the rooster. So of course it's going to bite you. But um, she tells me that they gave it away and then walks away. And my daughter, who's two and a half, looks up at me and she's like, they ate it. <laughs> <laughs> Times are hard. Times are rough. Hey, uh, man. <laughs> got to get the chicken wherever you got to get those nuggies wherever you can these days. Green tea. What about you, my friend? How you doing over there on the other side of Kalamazoo? Uh, it's rough having a, a daughter. That's all I can say. A daughter. You're also you're also a new father again. They're not too hard though. Yep. Sons, infant sons aren't too bad, but toddler daughters, Casey, you can attest. Well, mine's a little older than a toddler. She's school age, and guess who's got a teacher? Your mom. My- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's the elder in the household, right? She should be downloading her wisdom into uh, yeah, passing down knowledge. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> crazy times. What in Star Wars news, guys? Uh, you guys got any Star Wars news you want to share, Chad? Uh, so I was just messaging you earlier. Um, that there is apparently, now nothing has been 100% confirmed yet, but two more live-action Star Wars series coming to Disney+. Plus. Um, the uh, Soka Tano is going to be the center of one of them, and then Boba Fett is rumored to be the center of another of them. Yeah, so rumors spurring off some Mandalorian casting news that, uh, yeah, I want to... I want to touch on a little later, but um, I think that's a whole lot of smoke. Um, whether or not there's fire to that right now or not, eh. Like you said, like uh, we, right now we've got the Mandalorian. We know the casting Mandalorian series is on the way. 
Um, we know the Kenobi series is in pre-production. So if they're going to pipe out like two more, I doubt they're all going to be released at the same time. Kind of like we got, you know, uh, the Mandalorian series that came out last November. And then this February, we started uh, the uh, the Clone Wars, the end of the Clone Wars. And the, the ideal thing for me would be to have, you know, like a, a little break here and there. Maybe it's like a month break, but to have something that you can look forward to like every week, most months out of the year. You know, right, I mean? right. I think it was pretty nice with uh, the Mandalorian. You know, it started in what late November. When did it run through? Like end of December, and then we had to wait until February until we got Clone Wars, and Clone Wars just ended. So I mean, if they were to do something like that, like next year we get the Mandalorian again. We know the Mandalorian's coming out in October this year, and then yep. in February of 2021, maybe we get Kenobi or Cassian or something. You know. And then oh, I, I doubt that like, they, no, yeah. nobody's been shooting anything, um, so everything's going to be yeah pushed, but uh, delayed. Hopefully, it sounds like we will still be getting the Mandalorian in October. Then, um, yeah, I think that's all. I think that's all been shot yeah, in the key. You know? yeah. yeah, but uh, I mean, a schedule like that for when things return to normal in the next decade or so. Um, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I don't no, but, that was it. That was it. And the other, the other thing uh, new on Disney Plus, which was super cool, is the gallery, the Mandalorian yes. series, like the making of the Mandalorian. I watched the first two episodes, and man, they are so good and so interesting. Especially the second episode. Now, the next episode is supposed to come out tomorrow. I just talked to our friend Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko in the Mandalorian, um, just a couple minutes ago, and he was saying, "Look out for him in tomorrow's episode." So okay, ho- cool. Hopefully he'll be featured in that. Nice. Um, yeah, but there's, there's a lot of good info in those. Um, just in ter- like it's just cool to see, you know, people coming together who care about it. And obviously in the second episode, Dave Filoni goes off on a, Oof. I guess you could call it a rant, but um, yeah, just like piecing everything together uh, more eloquently than most people can. But we don't uh, have that cowboy hat. We don't have that cowboy hat. Yeah. And I think one thing they said, I don't know if they said it in that or if I was watching the Facebook live stream because the, uh, there was a Facebook live stream with a lot of the voice actors from Clone Wars. Yep, the reunion uh, show. Earlier in the week. And uh, one thing, I don't know if it was from this or that, but uh, they were saying how it was like sad and to see it go, but they were happy to see it come back. And uh, one thing that they emphasized was it was like the last thing that you know, had like George's fingerprints on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's cool to see. And I know that Dave has made some comments lately that when they were piecing things, because, you know, they had episodes. uh, They were already shooting season seven when they canceled it after season five. And they had like up to season eight, which was originally when they were going to end it, I believe. Uh, 90% sure about that. Um they had already shot stuff, you know, like recorded voices for season, all of season six, a full season six, like 20 some odd episodes, which the Ahsoka arc, like Ahsoka's walkabout arc was supposed to be in season six. Originally, they had already recorded some stuff for season seven. They had already started storyboarding stuff for season eight. And that's where the Siege of Mandalore was originally supposed to be, was at the end of season eight. So um dave said that he for sure did like reach out to george and be like hey we're kind of switching some stuff up what do you think about this so george lucas's fingerprints were very much still a part of the siege of mandalore and all this stuff 
Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it is sad to see it go. I mean, cause there's really nothing else they can do. It led up to where it led up to. Uh, T hasn't seen it, so I can't really talk about it too much. But, um, I mean, there's, there's certain things that we know, um, like Ahsoka's coming back um, in The Mandalorian. We see her later in Rebels. So there could be more stuff with Ahsoka. I, I've grown to love Ahsoka, man. She's such a cool character. Yeah, you and I yeah, talked uh, about... I, I was just saying, like, I'd like to see more of her, just in general. You know what I mean? Yeah, you and I talked about in our uh, the uh, Clone Wars review um, for the finale how it was amazing that Dave Filoni, George Lucas, they took these ancillary characters from the animated show and made them some of our favorite characters in Star Wars. I mean, yeah. Ahsoka and Rex, just what they mean to the overall, especially the prequel era, which I grew up with. You know, it just the the amount of like levity that they add to that era. Yeah. Chad, what do you gave, think? Gave, oh, go ahead, Casey. I was just going to say it gave a lot of weight to the clones in general. I mean, the whole idea was that, you know, they were free thinking, they could act different, they were better than droids, and it gave them a, you know, the, the, the same face, but, you know, a different personality for each one. Like, each one was their own little character. So you, you grew to, uh, you know, you kind of fall in love with them too. Yeah, go on, Chad. So I was really anti-Clone Wars for a while, and that's just because I was not a big prequel fan. And I'm still, I mean, I still will never say that the prequels are well-made movies. Shame. Shame. Um, no, hold up. I, I, I think that I appreciate them a lot more now because of Clone Wars, though. Clone Wars made me appreciate the prequels a lot more. Um, in fact, I would love to see it where you take those final four episodes of Clone Wars you intercut uh, every other episode is episode three. And then you just make episode one and two, like, you know, each a 30 minute episode, because that's really all the substance <laughs> in it. Um, and that would make minutes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that would make it uh, way more tolerable um, for me. Cause episode two has some of the worst acting in a big budget film of all time. Some of the worst dialogue in a big budget film. Um, I think it's close to an intolerable film. It's also the least creative. The first half hour is just Blade Runner. Like it's like a film noir. Though. I mean, Obi Wan. Yeah, going like Blade up. Runner. It's a, it's, it's a shitty Blade Runner, and yeah. then it turns into this really bad romance movie. And then the end is Gladiator. And at one part, they even try to do the cafe scene, like you know that in in every noir how, film. How, I just I, don't. I don't find it very inventive or creative, and it doesn't actually add much to the overall series besides Anakin's mad. Oh, there's some clones, but they don't actually matter that much in the movie. Well, However, I mean, because of Clone Wars, because right, of Clone right. Wars, it adds to that. I, it adds to it, and I can appreciate it more. However, it doesn't make episode two a good movie, but it does make me appreciate the story and characters that it's setting up more, but that's because something else made me like all that stuff. Yeah, episode, I still won't say episode two is good. Yeah, episode two is my least favorite of the entire saga. saga. Yeah, probably um, me too. I'll agree with you on that, but I, I wouldn't say that the entire the, the the entire. I'm talking like I'm a toddler now. My entire I've been hanging around. Yeah, instead of saying look, I say yuck, yuck. <laughs> but uh, I wouldn't say that they're bad movies or poorly made movies. I mean, you could look at 
the amount of money that they made and like the spectacle of it all and, and everything and how it was it wasn't really the first digital type thing but it, it did push the technology a little bit further and a little bit further and like episode but, uh, one you had the first fully digital character Jar Jar like, Binks. yeah and like uh the people who tend to hate on the prequels are people who just are are Star Wars fans that that claim to be Star Wars fans that look out, uh, Chad. that that hold the original trilogy as like you know super close to their chest. We all love it, but uh, I think you can find love in Star Wars just in general without having to hate on a specific thing. Like I'll still watch Episode Two. It's not going to be my first choice, but I'll still watch it because yeah, it's I mean Episode Two. It's 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 the least of the Star Wars movies, but it's still a Star Wars movie which is the best of movies in general for me. I mean, I've watched it way more than I've watched a lot of other shitty things. Let's just put it that way. But I still don't think that it's great. And it would take a lot to convince me like that those love scenes are, are good cinema. You know, well, let like, me ask not. you this. Let me ask you this. Two things that I've, I've recently come across recently. How suave were you with your first like girlfriend or first girl that you were like hitting on? Not very probably look at it from anakin's point of view right like he like basically so like to, to translate into real life it's like you grow up in like a super religious household you can't even barely talk to girls right except for like you just want to be a monk to your, unless they go to your church right you yeah know? there's definitely no no touching and 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 anything like nothing that resembles flirting and he was better at flirting in the Phantom Menace. He was, are right. you an are you an angel? Boom! Yeah, <laughs> dude. I think Phantom Menace so and good. Attack of the Clones, um, or not Attack of the Clones. Excuse me. Revenge um, of the Sith. Re yeah, Revenge of the Sith are both really good movies. It's number two for me that I feel is just way lower than them. Yeah, but I also think that. Episode Six is way lower than Five or Four, um, and that that's just me. It's just I don't think bits it's bad. and pieces. I don't think it's, it's some bad. of the delivery, sure. I, I give you that. But I think some of the story points, like, I mean, you get Count Dooku. You get the introduction of the clones. We want to have Jango Fett. Um, a lot Boba of people, Fett. Boba Fett. A lot, that's what I was going to say. A lot of people push back on the introduction of Boba Fett in the Clone Wars. But hey, look, just uh, let's take it to the Mandalorian. Everybody here enjoyed the Mandalorian. When we were introduced to the Mandalorian, he was the, uh, you know, he was the guy, the gunslinger that was mysterious. We didn't know much about him. All he did was go around and take bounties, and seemingly he was just all about his job. But then we find out there's a little more to him. By the end of the season, it's a character development thing where we learn more about his backstory. And suddenly, it's not just that he's like a cool guy in cool armor, but there's more to him. We understand that he has a past. It's the same thing that uh, episode two started doing for uh, Boba Fett. It was always since Boba Fett's like incarnation that he was part of like a super trooper squad, blah, blah, blah. So they kind of, uh, they kind of stretched that when they made him part of the super trooper squad, the clone army that he was, you know, basically an unaltered clone of to destroy the Jedi. And, yeah, but, I mean, even even with that though, I mean, a backstory in Boba Fett. Like this one thing, I would say I would, the one time I'd probably agree with Chad. Like looking at Boba Fett in the sequels, <laughs> not the sequels, the original trilogy. Just like who cares about this guy? He he escorted Han Solo outside of the 
you know, when he was already frozen in carbonite, Darth Vader did his work for him. He's at Jabba's palace. He nods at a guy. He uh, flies over you. and lands on a skiff and then gets his jetpack gets hit and he falls in the Sarlacc pit. But he's Boba got Fett the mystique. <laughs> he's got the mystique. He had the yeah, mystique and he got the cult following because he looked cool. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. And I agree with that. But I mean, Boba Fett as a character in the original trilogy right. was nothing special. So you give him a background. Um, you give him more. You get you you shade some of that in. You yeah, know, and you, then you, you potentially see. add him into the Mandalorian, and he survives. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Super yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. No, and I agree with that. I just, but I mean, like looking looking back at what Boba Fett was and represented, I didn't care about Boba Fett. He got killed by a half blind guy with a staff who wasn't even trying to hit him. He's Han Solo. <laughs> yeah, you can say that. Yeah, he's a hero. Not a yeah. half blind guy, a half blind Han Solo, which is still I, I feel, twice the man as any of us here. I feel like adding backstory to Boba was fan service in some ways. Like it was cool because I, you know, I liked Boba Fett. I was like, okay, cool. Oh, look. But really, it doesn't add anything to four, five, and six. Like, if anything, it's almost a little disappointing that he doesn't get more screen time because you spent this whole episode kind of building him up, and then he's got, like, a line of dialogue and dies really fast, and maybe he'll live in The Mandalorian, sure, but that doesn't mean that he's in 7, 8, or 9, or any of the rest of the movies, which 90% of people watch is just the movie. So well, let's which look at what they're focusing on. They, I mean, they, they, go ahead, T. Talking about Mandalorian, the the gunslinger episode. What was the first thing we said when that mysterious big figure Boba came Fett. up? Boba Fett. It's got spurs. Freaking Boba Fett. Who's the only Star Wars character with spurs? Boba Fett. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, but and then we see a little. So, and that's one of the things. Like the first thing that was basically canned after the Han Solo movie didn't perform well because they didn't market it. The Han Solo movie is like Solo. I didn't call it the Han Solo movie. Solo, a Star Wars story. It's a very decent movie. I had it's it's one of my top ones that I, I it's super fun to watch just in general. Um, but uh, you, you look at that and then how it performed, and then they canceled the Boba Fett movie, and I think that would have given him a lot more um, mangled canon to stuff to to talk about and to see we see a little bit of like a young teenage boba fett in rebels um rebels. I, I'm, not, I'm not further clone wars, yeah is clone it clone wars, wars? Clone yeah. wars. yeah oh it's yeah clone okay wars. yeah clone wars but uh it's not i mean he's still like young but you can see he's hungry you know what i mean like you, you can he's also mentioned in dark disciples there was actually supposed to be a whole nother boba fett arc boba fett versus essentially Cad Bane in season seven of the original season seven. And it was supposed to explain how Boba Fett got that big dent in his helmet and stuff. So these are storyboards and like um, animatics that are out there and available and are still essentially considered canon until something else displaces them or until they decide to make it into a book like Dark Disciple, which would be sweet. Or they explain it in the backstory. Um, real quick, I want to hit on a couple of their Star Wars news. This is going to be a <laughs> Mandalorian heavy news section. Um, Lego Star Wars, uh, the the franchise, the whole the Skywalker Saga edition. Yeah. Um, they goofed up on the Star Wars channel and may have accidentally revealed that the game's release date 
is going to be in October 20th, 2020. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, it, it popped up on a video and then they reloaded the video and they said to be announced. But they did originally say October 20, 2020. Um, which I don't know if any of you guys have played the Lego Star Wars games. Yeah, is it, so is it like a remake of what's already done? Essentially. Like definition. See, that doesn't sound fun. Make and it's it open world. Seven, eight, and nine, doesn't it? Seven, eight, nine. Yeah, it's so, the whole Skywalker saga. Yep. And it's open world. And there's From a little like heard, 600 playable characters or something like that. 500. Oh, 500. Is it, is it open world to where like you can run into other people who try to take you out and steal all your little Lego money? Yeah, I wonder <laughs> how open world you can get with that. Yeah, I don't know. Mm -hmm. go I mean, to the planets and check it out and go to the bar, go to Narshada and gamble with the huts. Like, not necessarily that? my thing. Never been a huge like. I mean, I've played it with like my brother-in-law and stuff a couple times. Um, I played it with the kiddo. It's fun, but uh, yeah. yeah. Also, in video game news, they've announced that Fallen Order, Star Wars Fallen Order. Who here has played it? Casey, I know you have. Yep, have not. Good. Chad, T. Get down on it. I have not. Baby, baby. Baby, baby. Yeah, no. I was going to buy we, it a couple. We've known about this for a while, though. Like, uh, there, like, as soon as the first one came out and the sales were really good, they started hiring other well, people. They've announced that it is a project. franchise, a video game franchise now. Yeah, and this is coming oh. from the company that literally said maybe a year, a year and a half before Jedi Fallen Order came out that there's no... Like there's no demand for single player story right. games, and and like they were, they were, they're behind the curve because yes, like uh, God of War came <laughs> out and like Spider Man came out, and you have games like The Witcher that perform phenomenally, or like Skyrim. Who makes yeah, like who makes GTA and like Red Dead? Rockstar. Give it to Rockstar. Give the oh, Star Wars no, franchise. No, I, I no, want an open no, world no, Star Wars no, rock no. like Rockstar <laughs> game. I, I disagree with, with the Rockstar thing, too, because for Rockstar, what they did is they took a single-player game, they made it into a multiplayer thing, and they've been making so much money on GTA 4, which came out how long ago? Did you play Red Dead? They haven't even focused on making another one. I, I started playing Red Dead 2. I'm, I'm, I, I stopped it because I got busy with work, and then I started playing The Witcher 3. I, um, I stopped playing Red Dead like 2 only because I started playing Warzone with you guys. So... I mean, it's yeah, not a and Hannah was watching. Hannah was just watching me play Red Dead. My wife was watching me play Red Dead too, just for the story. She's like, it's watching. It's like watching a movie. Yeah, so give me an open world Star Wars, even if it's not Rockstar, whatever. Give me an open world Star Wars console game like that. That that'd be cool. But Fallen Order franchise, what do you guys make of that? Do you think it's just going to be like following Cal Kestis more? Do you think it's going to be in like the uh, like the scheme of like the fallen order game maybe we're going to see like uh, luke skywalker after return of the jedi but it's going to be like in that platform i think you know you you might be onto something because i like the whole cal Kestis arc and uh you know going after this holocron you know what i mean right um i would really like to see more i'd like to see them acts you know what i mean like actually use it and, and move forward with with that even um, while being on the hunt from Darth Vader. Obviously, Cal Kestis wouldn't be able to kill Darth Vader. He could hurt him, maybe. Right. But he wouldn't be able to, to kill him because he's obviously established later on, and Cal isn't. 
But um, yeah, there's there's probably a way where he could run into Luke. I'd what imagine. Do you, what do you think, Chad? So I mean, I only watched my friend play the game, and I just watched his live stream. <laughs> as he beat it. So I, I have no real experience myself. I thought it looked like an awesome game. I'm totally not a gamer and I don't know any of the like backstory on I don't know any of this. But so you just watched um, him beat the game? That's the it's the only part of the game you watched? I mean I watched him I he he told me what had happened before then the overall gist of it. I mean I Jedi. know the story. I Apprentice. thought it was cool. Um I've watched Roach play maybe an hour's worth he just complained the whole time. You were doing it wrong. So here's my thing for you guys. Like, if Cal Kestis comes back, um, it's kind of like with the introduction of, like, Ezra and Kanan when I was first introduced to them in Rebels. It's like the introduction of Ahsoka. The first thing I think when we get a new Jedi character that's going to be alive during the dark times, or in it, it's like, how do they die? They've got to die. Because we've, we've got to get to Luke, and Luke's got to be the only hope. What, how do you guys, whenever they introduce a new character, welcome Mr. Tim Q. Um, how, how, do you, how do you guys, uh, I'll throw it to Tim Q. So how, what do you make of that, Tim Q, when they introduce a new Jedi that's alive after Order 66? Is your first thought like, oh, how this, how's this guy going to die? Or how do you uh, how do you fit that into uh, Yoda saying like you know when gone am I the last of the Jedi you will be yada 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 right yeah that that's always been my impression as well like is it just like you said when I saw Sokka Tono the first time I was like well she's she's gonna be dead by the end of the cartoon because you know there aren't any Jedi left anymore but well, apparently not there's there's yeah, a lot yeah. left I don't know. There's, there's ways. I mean, Luke was able to close himself off from the Force. It's not far-fetched to say that other Jedi wouldn't be able to close himself off from the Force, make them unhuntable for an unforeseen period of time. Right. Maybe and more... get, maybe we get right. an older Cal Kestis eventually, too. Yeah. Like, after the whole... After Luke's even gone. Who, who knows? Maybe it's like uh, the old blind Jedi from uh, Force Unleashed that you have to take down. Ram Koda. Yeah. That guy's crazy. What do you make of that, Chad? Of of what? I'm so sorry. Jedi, <laughs> other Jedi that survived Order 66. We keep learning about more and more. Actually, I'll tell you this. In the Darth Vader canon uh, comic series, we've learned a couple of other Jedi that were confirmed to have uh, survived Order 66. Eeth Koth, who was... Uh, um, uh, Zabrak Jedi, who was on the council in episode one, Vader found him and killed him. But um, yeah, so well, that, like I think it's well known that like a lot of Jedi survived Order sixty six because a lot of what Darth Vader was doing immediately afterwards was hunting down Jedi. But like by the time you get to Luke, there really shouldn't be that many left. Right. Well, now, I mean, originally it was like most of them died during Order 66. Uh, I was going to say Quinlan Voss survived Order 66. We've got no end to him in canon at some point. Maybe he dies. Maybe he doesn't. Opal Rancisis, a Thespasian, he survives Order 66. Uh, we don't know how he ends. Um, yeah, I mean... Uh, there's, there's, and I mean, like Vader didn't find Luke or Obi Wan. He didn't find Yoda. Like there's, right. there's, 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 like you can't just say like <laughs> oh, all Jedi are dead. Like there's, 
there's a way to go into exile and disappear. You know what I mean? Maybe that's what some of them do. <clears throat> and there's got to be children out there that are force sensitive besides uh, well, everyone else. On the force, and I haven't finished. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, okay, I haven't finished Rebels yet, but I know how it ends. I know about I don't. the. <laughs> I don't. Okay. I don't. All right. Casey does. I will. Okay, I will say nothing. Let's just say I know how it ends. Like it was a article about it and immediately spoiled it for me. So Terrible. there could still be like arguments. I I I still don't know the exact details of it, but I know that obviously some were alive at that time with Luke that were Jedi. And again, maybe that that. They explain that. Kind of. Hopefully they do. Okay. Yeah, you'll see. Um, okay, so I'll see. Um, I don't even know if I that, can explain it to you just speaking about it. You have to experience it. Like, yeah, there's a lot okay, of. Okay, yeah. Yeah. It's more complicated like, than just being like, yeah, they were there. They were out. I have like hanging 24 off episodes all. left. Yeah. yeah. No, I, fi- I figured it wasn't like that. But obviously, I still believe that unless they decide to kill both of them off, and they probably never would. Um, that uh, there were other Jedi around at that time besides just Luke and Obi-Wan and Yoda. Well, Unless they like, go into exile during that time. Right, well, uh, just like uh, Joseph Scrimshaw and Ken Knapsack on the Force Center we're talking about, shout out to the Force Center, check them out if you haven't already. Um, they were saying, like, look, what, what did these Jedi take away from the Clone Wars after Order 66? And I'll let that stew with you um, for, for just a second here. All right, so after the Jedi, um, after Order 66, what did the surviving Jedi that we know of do? They went into exile. They went into hiding. They knew that they had failed in their, like, their morals and their beliefs. So wouldn't it make sense that maybe they were like, hey, we failed by picking up the sword, by picking up the lightsaber. Maybe that's not what we should do. We shouldn't all team up and go up against the Empire. Because the last time we all took up the offensive, look what happened. So would it make sense that maybe we get stories about these Jedi throughout the years, like Quinlan Voss, like Opal Rensisis, that maybe they, they don't pick up the sword, they don't join the rebellion, an organized rebellion, but instead maybe they join smaller fights like they see something that's wrong on a planet that they're staying on and eventually they're like okay i have to act out against this this wrong against the people of this planet i think that's like what the jedi are supposed to be doing if you go back to episode one i think it's qui-gon says we're not soldiers we can't fight this for you and then in 10 years or something like they're going by general general kenobi you know it's like they literally become soldiers so like they're really going against the grain of what their order was meant to be and i think what you were describing just like kind of staying out of you know galaxy-wide affairs but just fixing wrongs as you see them and being a keeper of the peace i think that's really the spirit of what the jedi order was originally meant to be like a certain jedi and the sand people a certain jedi and the sand people are you talking yeah. about Anakin Skywalker just slaughtered an entire <laughs> group of sand people? Not just uh, the men, the women, <laughs> and the children too. They're animals. He hates sand; it gets everywhere. It's coarse Not and the, rough, uh, like the sand people. Irritating, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> a minor inconvenience that tribe was. Uh, T, what what Jedi were you talking uh, about? I was talking about the 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 short story, the knight and the dragon or whatever. Ooh, that's Kenobi. That's that's yeah. referring to Kenobi. And the quick dragon and the sand people and what's all that? Of that. Uh, myths and legends. So like, can can you yep. just give me an overview? I have no idea what that is. Oh, all right. So basically, uh, Kenobi comes to Tatooine and the sand For people. Exile? Right. Because they decided to try to raise this great dragon and it overgrew them and they started sacrificing people to the crate dragon and Kenobi just came in and basically killed the, the dragon and told them to stop kidnapping people. And if gotcha. they didn't, he would come in and wreck their world. Is that is that how he finds out what they sound like? Isn't that supposed to be what he scares them off with to save Luke? <laughs> yeah, basically. Well, he changed yeah, what he, they sound like so many times. I yeah, don't know. The crate dragon really call. Do. Originally it was like yeah, yeah, now it's got like the weird right? echo. <laughs> takes advantage of the THX, you know, mix and everything. Yeah. Oh, I got, I'll have to go back and look at that. So they, it's uh, like... They, what, 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 is, what, is, what, is Greedo, what does Greedo say now? Like, uh, oh. McClunky. McClunky. Yeah, McClunky. Yeah, McClunky. Yeah. McClunky is going to be my new word to describe anytime somebody unnecessarily adds something to Star, to Star Wars. They, they pull the McClunky. Next time, next, it should just be, did you guys ever watch Clue, the Clue movie, where like, yes. there's like yes. several yeah, different yeah, yeah, endings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just every time, it should be a different crate dragon now. <laughs> just, <laughs> and then the next time, whoa, 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 whoa. And then the time after that, whoa. You know, just you never know. You never know. <laughs> every t- every time you watch the movie, you mean so just like a procedurally generated just noise, yeah, just <laughs> something different every single. <laughs> just get Ewan McGregor to sit down for like three days straight and just sh- sh- shriek as different as he can. Yeah, <laughs> I would oh, love that yeah. personally. Yeah, I could get behind that. Oh man, yeah, crazy. that petition, Roach. All right, so in other news, Mando casting. All right, so we've already touched on this a little bit. Chad, you kind of touched on this. Rosario Dawson is rumored to be taking on the role of Asaka Tano. Asaka Tino. Asaka Asaka Tono. Asaka Tano. That's my shout out for Tim Q there. In The Mandalorian. I still don't know what her name is. Ahsoka Tano. <laughs> Ahsoka. 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 Um, also, Katie Sackoff, who voiced uh, Bo-Katan Cries in The Mandalorian, or not in The Mandalorian, sorry, in uh, The Clone <laughs> Wars, is um, rumored to be reprising her role in live action in The Mandalorian. That's not fair. That is not fair at all. How's that not fair? How's that not fair? I think what is the name of the of the voice actress that played Ahsoka? Ashley Eckstein. Ashley yeah. Eckstein. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, thank so you. You're going back you. to Ashley. You're going back to Ashley. Okay. okay. I think she was. I mean, that to me is Ahsoka. Like, it's going to take a lot unless you can do that voice exact and get those exact emotions down. And she, and Rosario Dawson's like a great actress. I'm not saying she's bad and couldn't do it, but I mean, that to me is Ahsoka. It's going to be really hard to get it that 
perfect in a yeah, live I, I agree. Like the thing is though, um, like Ashley is she's a very uh like normal looking human, whereas Rosario, <laughs> Rosario is a little bit more exotic looking. Like Ahsoka so like Ahsoka, she has like large eyes, her mouth is a little bit wide and stuff like that. I so I think Rosario not mad at it I, and i agree that it, it should have been ashley but it does like as far as the voice goes like this takes place how long after you know what i mean like it's gonna be well, 30 years from, after ashley does not read, look like ahsoka from what i've read you guys are not the only ones that are mad that ashley's not doing it yeah there's some backlash i don't know um, makeup's come a pretty long way you can pretty much make someone look however you want them to look uh, yeah you could. Um, then there's the other side of the coin where you have like, okay, Darth Maul has evolved immensely from what he was just in The Phantom Menace. For years, there was, why'd they kill off Darth Maul? They could have utilized Darth Maul, Darth Maul, Darth Maul, Darth Maul. Well, they did. And even in episode one, Ray Park did not voice Darth Maul. You know, Darth Maul had a few lines. It was not Ray Park. Um, in The Clone Wars, we get Sam Witwer voicing Darth Maul. He has become the voice of Darth Maul. In Solo, we get Ray Park reprising his, you know, reprising Darth, embodying Darth Maul once again. And we got Ray Park voicing him. So we get the, the, uh, like the, the voice actor from the television, animated television series, and the live actor, and we combine those two. Thoughts? Rosario Dawson, Ashley Eckstein? I don't think Rosario Dawson would do that. I think she's too big of a name to just be like, yeah, sure, someone else can do my entire lines in the movie. Hmm. That's just my opinion. Right, yeah, and she is a big name. She's got a name for it, but she has been basically like going out and trying to get a you know trying to get herself in star wars for like the past like year and a half so i mean even if you are rosario dawson if somebody comes to you and says yeah you can play the part you want to play but let's have the voice that everybody is familiar with i don't know i think there's gonna be backlash however you go about it um exactly it's just let her <clears throat> let her do it let her own the role I, i'm willing to bet that because it's already in the can, right? I'm willing to bet right. that she talked to Ashley and got tips and stuff, but no one's no one's going to be happy. Literally nobody's going to be happy. Or not everybody, I guess. Um, I was about to say, not everybody. Yeah, yeah, uh, not everybody's going to be happy. When are Star Wars fans happy? With this? No, no, it's like it's, uh, I think we're happy being Star unhappy. Wars. Look at Chad, for instance. Thank Look you. Look at Chad. <laughs> Thank you. He's not happy anytime you add anything to canon. That clean-shaven baby face. I, you know, my so favorite they're edition. They're not supposed though, to make new movies or new shows. No, my favorite uh-huh. edition of all time. I got to be honest, is when you really dig into the history of that fucking bartender, man. <laughs> Damn. Woo her! Come on, his family was killed by droids. It's <laughs> not. It's so trivial and stupid. <laughs> it's so beyond. Never I mean, go on the Schmodown. Someone sat down and was like, this dude, he must have been going through a lot <laughs> to talk like that. And just wrote it out. 
wrote no, paragraphs like, on when, this. When we were at Celebration I, I in Anaheim, about that. when we were at <laughs> Celebration in Anaheim, I think it was, it was 2015, and I think, Josh, you have to correct me here, but uh, there was a panel where, like, an entire team dedicated to like tracking down the background actors and figuring yes. out who of they just the cantina. And who they are, yeah, just the cantina. Damn, there's a great documentary <laughs> called uh, Elstree 1976 that's all about like background actors and the parts they added for their characters. I mean, we interviewed a a background actor and the part he was creating for his character and all that. You tell him that he sucked and that his backstory sucked and. <laughs> So, so you're saying so? Hold no. on, so, so what Chad what Chad is saying, I think, is like if uh, if he's on here again when we have Dominic Pace on. I was just gonna say back, Dominic they, Pace is on the line, <laughs> and, they, and they add backstory to Gecko. Chad's gonna be like, nope, hate it. Wasn't I, in the show. I, didn't see. I it. don't hate it. I just don't think it is necessary. That's my thing. Like I'm all for the frivolities. Like sure, you can say that happened, but does it actually impact anything or make? any slight difference it doesn't have to it's a giant universe like i'm I'm sure when you go to get gas or like buy cigarettes or a gatorade at the gas station you don't know that person but they have their own backstory why should they (laughs) why should they be unimportant why should they not get that they have their own adventure yeah i mean you're 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 right i guess i just i just find it sad that we take that time and we're like wow see see that dude three people deep into this crowd yeah that dude his wife was raped so uh that's why he's here you know we 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 just go nuts with this shit it's it's like we just we just jack off to this idea of people in the background have names the next gas station attendant he meets and be like, unless your wife is raped, I don't care. I don't care about you. I don't want to know about you. Well, I mean, well, that was do terrible. you do you really? Do you ask your, your gas station attendant about their well, life? No, but they have a backstory. Of course they do. Right, but do you but need I don't to care know about their backstory. They're do you need to know their backstory clerk. to buy a Gatorade from them? <laughs> right. Well, do you know about do you do you need to know about like the uh I don't know the head and you know investigators in the FBI. No, no, but I mean that's essentially like who the Jedi were in the Clone Wars and like Episode One and Episode Two. That's who Obi Wan and Qui Gon and everything were. But who are they to the greater galaxy? How many people in the galaxy of Star Wars actually knew who Obi Wan and Qui Gon were? Not many. And you, you look at, like, and it's completely different because in a fantasy world, you have people who, I mean, like us who love it and stuff like that, um, who who want to know more and who who seek out, you know, intricate details and things like that. You look at something like Lord of the Rings and how deep that gets with like the Maiar and the Valar and stuff like that, like the stuff that nobody cares about outside of the movies at all. Um, it's just a, it just seems like a really uh, extravagant, well, oh man, uh, dramatic detail to, to add to that character's backstory when it really didn't affect the story and it explained a line that didn't need an explanation. Well, I mean, in context, though, so you have a galaxy that's torn apart and it's torn apart by clones and by droids. So there's droids everywhere. Right, so you'd have a prejudice. You'd have a president for a prejudice against something that would be otherwise commonplace. I mean, if he's racist, he's racist. I don't need to know the exact 
specificities on on why. That's all. I'm just saying like. I, I do love like Clone Wars and Rebels and it does add a lot to this universe and I don't hate it. But I think sometimes like I didn't watch Clone Wars and think in the background, how is this stormtrooper going to act now? Like if they gave him a line of dialogue that matters, great. But I don't need to know if his, if he's oh, there's not. No storm, there's no stormtroopers story. in Clone Wars. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Rebels has clone, <laughs> has has yes, clone troopers. Yes. Okay. Um, and either way, with rebels, like I don't need to know what every single stormtrooper's backstory is. That's right. just I don't need to know it. So I think people come up with this stuff just kind of for their own satisfaction and their own curiosity and to feel like they have a part in it. And I think that's great. But to me, like those are things I think are really trivial they don't actually impact much yeah yeah it can it can enrich the universe and maybe there are people who who like to dive into it and that's fine but it's not going to impact the story so you know if you just want to move on with life and not dig into it that's fine too yep so basically there's no reason to hate it oh snap Ooh, i just lost you guys off for a second yeah Uh, it says you're still recording it's not blanket though yeah, it says it's the recording. Let's see. I've got the recording icon. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so, okay. So, in other news, uh, with the Mandalorian casting, Katie Sackoff, who played Bo-Katan, the female um, Mandalorian that was in, like, the last arc. She was part of Death Watch. Red hair. She was... Uh, she was... Um, Oh man, I'm having a brain fart now. What Satine's Satine's sister? Um, she is set to reprise her role as Bo-Katan in The Mandalorian. Well, that character was clearly modeled after her likeness in general. Like, you look at the photo that's next to Bo-Katan. It's like okay, yeah, that's her. Like they clearly modeled it off of her. You know what I mean? Which is easy to do because she's human. Right. Yeah. So I mean. Uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool to see her coming back, um, reprising that role. The last time we saw her was in Rebels. I won't give too much away about that since you guys have not finished Rebels, but you yes, yes. should. Um, I know. Other I, news. What's that, T? I said I know I want to watch uh, Solo, but I promised a certain somebody that I wouldn't watch it without him. Yeah, come on over. <laughs> As soon as this is all over, <laughs> come on over. <laughs> Just watch it on Zoom. We I, we did that before. Yeah, I really want to do um, commentaries of all the movies on Zoom. We should start. We should start that up. You do have to wait for me to be there to do the holiday special. <laughs> that worked out great with holiday special. Oh, that was man. No, we're gonna pull it off this time <laughs> around because we won't have as much Everclear. Uh, yeah, well, please. Because no, Chad, sure. Chad poured it out. But um, <laughs> and I won't bring it up again. No, thank yeah. <laughs> God damn. Uh, uh, I, another actor that's confirmed to be in the Mandalorian is Michael Bean, Tombstone's own Johnny Ringold or Ringo. Johnny Ringo, you an what? educated man. Yeah, uh, Michael Bean from Tombstone. Oh, I- or I was, I, he's he's also John Connor's father from the Terminator. I was thinking Curly Bill, and the actor just died, so I got really confused because I was like, "Didn't he die?" 
But like the what, what's his name again? Michael, Michael Bean. Bean. He's he was, also he was, in Aliens. He's in the Abyss. He's in The Rock. He's in Navy SEALs. He's in Planet Terror. Yeah, he's a '80s superhero. Um, yeah, so we—I mean, we got—we um, got a bunch of these guys coming into. Uh, Do we know what Michael Bean's playing? Uh, we're told he's playing a bounty hunter oh, from awesome. the Mandalorian's past. And I love him in Tombstone. It's also rumored that his uh, outfit is going to be based off of like a Star Wars version of Johnny Ringo's. Uh, outfit from tombstone oh that's great i love tombstone so, sort of like cad bane kind of yeah i mean maybe it's just like the red because he wears like the red like sash or whatever but we'll see, we'll see. and he's an educated man <laughs> <laughs> now i really hate him <laughs> yeah so who do who we got now who, who plays uh we we've got um Carl Weathers, we've got uh, who's uh, Porky the Pig in uh, The Mandalorian? It's um, Nick, Nolte. Nick Nolte from the 80s. We've got Michael Nolte. Bede. We've got How Michael Bede coming in. Wait, Nick um, Nolte's back? Nick Nolte? No, just, I mean, we had Nick Nolte as... <laughs> he uh, he Nolte. will return. Oh. oh, we already had him. I thought we were I talking about people coming in for season two. No, I'm just saying, who else do we no. have? We got Michael Bean. What do we need? We need Sly Stallone Stallone, and we need Val Kilmer, and then that's everybody. Yeah, just get the Ice Man in the Mandalorian. <laughs> that's that's all you need. That's all you need. Um, in other news for the Mandalorian, one other one, last but surely not least, Tamira Morrison, Django Fett, coming to the cast of the Mandalorian. When I say Tamira Morrison coming to the Mandalorian. Casey, what's the first thing you think? Uh, it's after we already had the conversation about the Spurs and Boba Fett. The first thing that goes <laughs> to my head is Boba Fett, and I'll just leave it at that. Boba Fett, Boba Fett. That Chad. would be my hope. Where? Oh, my. Chad, where? <laughs> Where's Boba Fett? You want to see Boba Fett in the Mandalorian? Uh, you know what? I'll take it. Um, I don't think it's necessarily needed, but they could make it something needed. I mean, I was like, about just to say, it's a backstory. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like on paper, I don't think it's necessarily needed, but um, because he's supposed to be dead, but he, I mean, he lived in so many other EU things for a while that I have no problem with him being back, really, so long as they do a good job and justify with it. Yeah. Merry Star Wars Christmas, by the way, everybody's, because today, when we started recording this, was the birthday of the maker. George Lucas, yeah. It is still May 14th. For some of us, yeah. yeah. For me, too. For another 45 minutes. Yeah, so Merry Star Wars Christmas, guys. But, uh, yeah, so um, the, uh, I guess... So the whole first season of The Mandalorian, we talked about this earlier, was all about like overcoming who you were, overcoming your past, overcoming your programming. We kind of saw this with The Mandalorian. We're introduced to him and he's just a cool guy in a suit, taking names, you know, taking bounties. And then we see a little more about his backstory. Taking names and taking bounties. Um, But uh, then we see 
and we see that reflected in um, if you watch the uh, the gallery with Taika Waititi and um, who was it that directed? I think it was Deborah Chow that directed the episode where they reprogrammed IG or IG Eleven. Sorry, IG Eleven. <laughs> who was literally a droid that was just designed to take bounties and reprogrammed him to care for others. And that was supposed to be symbolic of the Mandalorian with the baby Yoda. He was being reprogrammed to care for somebody. Um, it goes against his programming as a Mandalorian, as what he was raised to be. Um, he should have protected unknown to but uh Nolte had the baby yeah he had the baby but uh so could this be this i mean could we do the same thing with boba fett in season two of the mandalorian all we've known of him originally was he's just like this bounty hunter he's supposed to be really feared he's supposed to be the best of the best he gets defeated he comes back what does it mean to be boba fett in a time after he's lost all his prestige in a time after the empire who he worked for Maybe we rebuild him from the ground up just like we did IG-11. Just like we do the Mandalorian. I, I think he's still a badass. Well, and here's the thing too. Tamir Morrison also could be playing. We're getting Ahsoka Tano. Who looks like Boba Fett that hangs around Ahsoka Tano a lot? Captain Rex. The name's Rex, but you'll call me Captain or Sir. I'd be fine with Captain Rex coming back. I want to see Cap... I. I take I that would, over Boba. I was going to say, I would take Captain Rex over Boba Fett. I think mm -hmm. T would too, because he's a clone in our game. He is. <laughs> Not a damn as you clone. Can see, well, as you can see his name there, Clone, War, clone Wars, uh, DP6969. <laughs> um, what, if, what if they just put him in an alien mask and it's all a red herring and he's not a clone or Boba Fett? That so would be many great. people would be incredibly pissed. <laughs> oh, what, if he plays, what if he plays both and it's I mean, you have oh Rex and Boba, he Rex totally could. and Boba, and you have Ahsoka running into Rex or running into Boba Fett, thinking it's Rex or vice versa. You have Boba Fett coming to terms with the rest of the clones that are alive. You have Rex coming to terms with the uh, Rex would the, be a very, very, very old man by this point in time, unless they start aging. He'd be like in his seventies. He'd be like yeah. In shouldn't, his 70s. shouldn't Boba look a lot younger than Rex? He would, yeah. So they'd have to like age up. Tamira for for uh, for Rex and age down Tamira, which actually he really doesn't look too bad for Boba Fett. Just scar him up a little bit or something. I mean, he's been through the Sarlacc pit. I think he'll Hold probably on. do Boba, but I would prefer Rex. I'd love to see both. Meet him up. I want to see Tamir Morrison as Rex and Boba. Yeah, what, is, what does that encounter look like? It'd be interesting. And it would make both of them look at what they are. And yeah, like the lineage of where they came from, what their programming is. Yeah, just like IG Eleven. Um, but yeah, that would be that'd be interesting. We're getting uh, more of an insight into the Mandalorian in the Mando Gallery, uh, the Disney Gallery with the Mandalorian. Now, case you had brought up earlier, I believe Dave Filoni's speech in the last episode of the gallery do you want to expound about on that uh basically he traced uh i mean he traced uh, so i guess this everything comes into, this, this comes into like hypotheticals um but uh he traced See my segue 
the uh, the mm-hmm. begin like the beginning of the end uh, as as uh, Qui Gon dying because Anakin never had a father figure. Uh, he just left his mother, and now there's Qui Gon, and Qui Gon was going to help him and teach him and train him and all this stuff, and then Qui Gon dies, and then Obi Wan uh, takes over training Anakin, um, but doesn't really replace that father figure role as far as obi-wan's considered it's, it's just, oh, just another useless life form why can i sense we picked up another useless life form um same said the same thing uh, referencing <clears throat> jar jar as well as anakin with that so uh it, and they ended up developing this like brotherly bond and all this stuff but it wasn't quite as important as you know having that father figure in your life when anakin needed it the, needed it the most and then he's just gone within you know a matter of of who knows how much time passed when he picked him up to where they landed a, a couple of days right and so he said like that battle between obi-wan qui-gon and darth maul what's that called what is the song called that accompanies that everybody duel of the fates Duel the Fates. And so he's saying that there was more at stake there than just that battle. He, like Qui-Gon knew that he was dueling for the fate of Anakin Skywalker. Because Qui-Gon embodied a Jedi that was more um, sympathetic, that he was more loving, that he knew he took him away from his mother in a loving environment. And he, without Qui-Gon, he would be placed into a colder, less loving, less tolerant, more dogmatic environment. And so Qui-Gon was literally battling for the fate of Anakin Skywalker, who ended up, you know, um, defining the fate of the galaxy. Right? Yeah. Yep. And yeah, like you'd have to listen to Dave Filoni. You've got to listen to Dave say it. Yeah. Like it's just, it's, it's super passionate. It's super good. So tonight we're going to talk about hypotheticals for Star Wars. Hypotheticals. Hypothetical hypotheticals. Because you hop around on them. I, I even came up with one. I got one for you. Ooh, ooh. So the first one, I'm going to, I've got a couple here that have to do with that. Here, here's one. What if Obi-Wan Kenobi died as well as Qui-Gon in episode one? So Darth Maul battles with Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. He defeats Qui-Gon. Obi-Wan comes through that, uh, that laser gate and is also defeated by Darth Maul. Yeah, so in the end of the movie, what does Yoda say? Uh, <sighs> Two there are. No, 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 no. Like, Yoda basically made it clear that he did not approve of um, Obi-Wan training Anakin, but the council did. He phrased it in some kind of clever way that I'm Agree forgetting. Agree with training the boy something something but i do not yeah agree with you the council does something but but yeah yeah after he'd made it after he was making it sound like um obi-wan would never train him anyway the point is um that's the question should obi-wan die there's nobody to champion uh, the training of anakin does anakin ever get trained and i don't think so Mm. maybe not uh professionally but one thing that i think is um so I think that Padme keeps Anakin around and Padme goes to the Senate. So he's still close to Palpatine. And I think he just becomes closer to Palpatine early at an earlier stage 
And I think I think, uh, I think they take him back to Tatooine. I don't give him back she, to his mother. She, she didn't take Jar Jar back to Naboo. He went back to Naboo though. He wasn't like kept with them. He was free to do his own thing. So if you have a nine year old boy and the person who was his custodian dies, nobody else claims him. Then I think, do you I think take him still, back to his mother? I no, I think she still I think she still holds on to Anakin because Anakin was the reason that they won that fight. He was the one who blew up that droid trade ship. But if he says, I want to go see my mom. Yeah. Then, is she going to stop him like the Jedi would? But he's not going to stay there as a slave. He's not. He's not going to do that. He wouldn't be a slave. He'd still be he, free. He's, he's had his taste of space and his taste of flying. There's no way that he's going back to stay in Tatooine. I don't know. He was really attached to his mom. Like we saw that in episode two. That was a huge deal for him. Yeah. I think he would go back. Yeah, I mean, I, think, I mean, he'd go back to visit, maybe. If he wasn't going to be a Jedi, I think he goes back and lives on Tatooine. But he does have a taste of that adventure. He sees what else is out there. He's realized his potential. He's taken down the droid, like, control ship. What do you think, uh, Chad? I think I think he would go back with his mom, because he's got mommy issues. Um, I think he would <laughs> then um, potentially try and free his mom, because um, he's free. I mean, at this point, so he's just choosing that, like, life again, um, just for his mom. Um, he'd probably finish uh, C-3PO a little better <laughs> as well, um, and then try to, like, make that replace his mom or something in some way. You see, I mean, uh, I, I, agree and, I agree and disagree at the same time. Okay, sure, he'll go back for his mom, but he did say... You know, I'm going to be the first pilot to see them all. I'm going to see all the stars. He really wanted to be out there and on adventure. So, yeah, maybe he goes back with his mom. But I think Padme has a soft spot for them because they were the, like him and his mom got him off of the planet through that pod race. So I yeah, think he yeah. goes back with something to trade for Shmi. And I think uh, so the, the only way. So if he, goes he asks Shmi, Padme, Shmi. like, hey, free my mom. Help me out. I say I she's, she's a queen of a planet. She can she has the funds and resources to be able to do it. Yeah, I see um, him maybe joining the uh like uh some pilots like uh flight school and stuff like that. Um definitely don't think his mother would die because uh we have that um uh, that thought in our head that old Palpatine had some something to, to do. do with that. Right. So that's um, an interesting concept. If he gets if if he go if he frees his mother, I could see him, like you said, to like joining a flight school or something, being like Poe Dameron 3.0, um, making a name for himself. Does Palpatine still follow him with great interest if he's not already being trained by the Jedi? Does he approach him? And what's Palpatine's angle if he doesn't have mommy problems, if he doesn't have you know, this rule hanging over him where, oh, you can't publicly be in love with Padme. Yeah. I, I don't think that Palpatine would sway him as easily as he did. Hmm. Um... Because of those reasons, he can love Padme and have a child with her. I think he sends. I think he sends Maul to kill his mom in front of him, and he sees Maul do it, and then 
he pits him and Maul against yeah, each I think, other. I think, I think, I think uh, Palpatine finds a way to have Shmi killed so Anakin still has that fear of loss. And then, you know, he can still, he can openly be married to Padme, but then he would still fear for losing her when she gave birth to their babies. Right, he can still manipulate the, because uh, I firmly believe that he manipulated the, uh, the vision of Padme dying in childbirth. I think so too. Hmm, I like that. So we still we end up with a manipulated Anakin. Hmm. Interesting. One way or another. An, Anakin, way or another. an Anakin that doesn't get his arms and legs cut off either. So potentially a more powerful Anakin for Palpatine to, you know, hmm. train. And but then again, he never received the uh, Jedi training. Presumably, yeah. No, I think so. he would, I think he would just be taken right away by Palpatine and just be like, "Hey, like I can, you know, let's do this. We can do He's this." Trained as a Sith, and I mean. Yeah, see, yeah, I debate Darth if he'd Maul. even become a Sith. I debate if he even would because, I mean, his whole thing was seeing the Jedi Order fall apart and getting angry at them and them holding him back from what he wants to do. But no one's doing that now. He has no real reason to turn against the Jedi and join the Sith. I mean, he, he could just be manipulated like a child, but it wouldn't be this whole passion thing of like, yeah. well, I mean, I'm going to do it to save people. He doesn't he's have still, anyone to care. He still would because the Jedi still rejected him. Hmm. Like, right, true. Obi Wan were there. Like, yeah, like, I mean, I, I was not good they, enough for you. They but died. I'm good for this, and I'm still going to be powerful. And right, I'm not it all comes going to be bad, but I'm still going to take this training because it's the only thing, the only person that will train me. Mm. It, all, it all comes back to one key figure, who is just a douchebag throughout the entire <laughs> prequel trilogy, and that's Mace Windu. Um. <laughs> He was the boss. There was there was an an order and hierarchy of things. All right, so I I got a couple I got a couple things here. Um, what if Qui Gon was on the council instead of Mace Windu? If Qui Gon was in Mace Windu's seat at some point back before Episode One, Qui Gon is on the council and he is sitting at the head of the Jedi Council like Mace Windu, and so all the other Jedi Council members are more like-minded to Qui Gon than to Mace Windu. So and they, I, I would say this: so Valorum was a friend of Qui Gon's from when he was a child, and so Qui Gon would still have gone on that mission to to Tatooine, to Naboo, ended up on Tatooine, and he still would have found Anakin, but the council as a whole would be more like-minded to Qui-Gon than to Mace Windu. I don't think Qui-Gon goes to Naboo if he's, like, Mace Windu didn't go. You know they were I mean? still it's taking missions. I mean, Yoda was still for... taking missions. Mace Windu was still taking yeah, missions. Know, but not, it was a personal it. favor, essentially, to Valorum to go on that mission to begin with. Gotcha. Yeah, okay, maybe, well, he, maybe wouldn't, he goes, but... He I, definitely I, wouldn't have Obi-Wan. Sorry, and, not to cut you off, Casey. And we're saying, and so we're we're looking at this as if uh, Qui Gon, like the entire Council's viewpoint, is completely different than the way it was when Mace Windu and Yoda. Right. So Qui Gon would have had Qui-Gon's a large there. say in who would have been elected to the Council at that. Point. Right. So I mean, like the entire Jedi Order is just different at this point in time. Right. This hypothetical. It's a different type of Jedi Order. Uh, I don't know. That's a big one. That's a big question. An entirely different Jedi Order. I I think, yeah, things probably would have been a little different um, under under Qui Gon's whole living force, like kind of hippie, 
long hair. <laughs> Ideals, you know what I mean? What do, you, yeah, what, I, what, what do you think, T? Yeah, honestly, I can't, because there's too many things that would actually have changed. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's not one thing. Have, it's, like, it's like changing millions yeah. of things. Well, it is one thing. You're changing the entire... You're just changing. You go back. Qui-Gon and Mace Windu were pretty much the same age. They came up at the same time. But instead of Mace Windu, you know, them saying, all right, let's go super dogmatic, we say, all right, let's go super living force. Right, but Qui-Gon wouldn't have even been on the council unless the other Jedi agreed with him. Qui-Gon had an opportunity to be on the council, but he He turned it down. To finish training Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. So if he actually took it, he would have never finished the training of Obi-Wan. Or he... Yeah, he may have been able to, but it would have been a difficult amount of time. Yeah, so it Obi Wan wouldn't have been with him on that mission, and then yeah, that would have changed everything. Uh, all right, so here's <laughs> one thing. Let's just say Qui Gon is in place. Of, here's where I'm trying to get us. Episode two, everything happens. Say everything transpires essentially, but episode two, Qui Gon is in Mace Windu's role, or the Jedi Council thinks like Qui-Gon instead of like Mace Windu and, and such. And so when the clone army is presented to them, in general, for, forget the Qui-Gon stuff if you want to, because that's, that's a whole can of worms. But <laughs> what if the Jedi... In you know, if you put a dead worm into a can, into a can of, of dead worms. worms. All the worms are already dead. Um, but it, what if... Here, here, whole new hypothetical, then. What if the Jedi refused to take on the role of generals in the Clone Wars. What do you think, Just Watch Jed? it play out. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know what would have happened. That would have changed a lot, honestly. Yeah, if they're like, you know, because like Mace Windu says at the beginning of episode two, you know, we can't fight a war for you. And then by the end of episode two, he's like, all right, yeah, we're generals. We'll take on all these troops. We'll fight a war for you. What right. if they were just like, no, we're gonna stick to our, yeah. we're gonna stick to it. Nope, we're not gonna lead all these clones. I think that they would have been. I think the Chancellor uses emergency powers sooner than because the clones were under his control. I think there would have been some sort of uh, uh, planned type thing to make a Jedi look bad. Hmm. Um, and and frame them basically, and then still have Order sixty six go on as as it was, unless the Jedi it wouldn't was, be as it was because it the Jedi be. wouldn't be spread out and surrounded by clones. Right, they would be more condensed. They'd be more in groups. They wouldn't be surrounded by battalions of clones that they trusted with their lives for the past several years. Yeah, true. But I think I think Palpatine would have played it smarter and uh, had. You know, like, even if there's like a thousand of them at the Jedi Temple, I think you would just bomb the Jedi Temple. That's what the clones would have done. You know what I mean? There's still millions of clones and only 10,000 Jedi. Sure, more would have survived, but I still think it ends similar. Hmm. What, do you, what, what do you think, Tim Q? <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's a lot harder to, to take out the Jedi Order than it would have been. Um, than the way it played out. 
because if you don't spread because out, they're not they're not all going to be at the Jedi Temple. So yeah, probably the Jedi Temple gets bombed, but you have all kinds of Jedi out on missions who are not with clones. It, it's a lot harder to to kill them all. Right, and if you don't innately trust these clones, if you see a bunch of armored troopers approaching, yeah, after them, the after the temple gets bombed, like okay, we know we're being attacked. Right, and there's no way to execute an Order 66 and like instantly across the galaxy. I still think the I still think the 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 code thing goes out to warn all Jedi to return back to whatever. You know what I mean? I still think something like that goes out too. I I do agree that it's harder, and I think more survive, but I still think you end up in a place where there's not very many it's scattered and how do they talk to each other but then at that point do you get a jedi order like a jedi survivors like master yoda the leadership who are like we failed because we we gave into this we fought a war which we shouldn't have so do they go into hiding at that point or do they form a group of jedi to go against the empire if it succeeds at all i mean they would have to know that 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 there was a Sith involved. If they wouldn't fight a war before, why would they fight it now? I mean, like, yeah, their entire way of life was decimated. Um, and, and you know, who knows what percentage of the Order was killed at that point in time. So, uh, who knows? Maybe they just go off into hiding. Maybe they, maybe they do. Maybe just go off and do random stuff. Maybe, maybe they do get, get together and they all come back as, as one little troop. But that little troop is still not going to be anything for millions of clones that are going to be I don't know, look, because how many clones can you actually, it's kind of like 300, right? How many clones can actually attack 10,000 Jedi or 1,000 Jedi? 500 Jedi. All right, but if they're all coming in, that's, uh, the place is going to be like crazy. The, crazy. You ever seen no those time. battle simulation things that they have, like, online? They, like, they had one that was, like, 100,000 troops or something like that against, like, 100 Jedi. And the Jedi won. Because you put them all in a group like this, and there's only so many, like if the Jedi can deflect at that rate, when they're all together, and there's only so many, you know, you can only shoot at so many Jedi at the same time, or only so many clones can be at an angle to shoot at so many Jedi, and the Jedi are just going to wipe you out, because they can deflect your blaster bolts back at you, and they can just mow through you with lightsabers. So if you don't take, if you don't gain their trust and take them by surprise, I think that it's hard to destroy the Jedi. That if the Jedi are teamed up at all, if they're not spread super thin, then clones aren't going to take them out. What do you think, Chad? I I think I think that yeah, I don't think the clones would be able to take them down. Honestly, it, depending on the number that survive and all that. But if they got together and like all attacked these clones at the same time, I think they would take them down. Right, I mean, if you're like the Clone Wars, uh, the 2002 Clone Wars, the Samurai Jack Clone Wars. I mean, like Yoda took down like 100,000 of those things in one episode. Right. I think that they could do it. Because he didn't trust him. I mean, that was the whole thing. Like they, they, they made the Jedi trust the clones. They made them have a relationship with them and then turned them against them when they least expected it. Oh. Whew. I don't know. I, I mean, uh, the, the the thing I was arguing against though is that they're not just going to like all get together on a ship or several ships and storm Coruscant. You know what I mean? It's going to be skirmish type fights until they, you know what I mean? Like they're not just going to all the Jedi fly into Coruscant and land. 
Right. Right. But I mean, like, if you, if like suddenly there was a, uh, an order that went out, some sort of like Manchurian candidate stuff, and the next time like all of us are hanging out in like October or whatever, um, if you, like, if Casey and Tim Q and Sean and T and even Chad, right? If you guys were all hanging out and then you guys just like get like Order 66 and suddenly turn on me, it's going to be a lot easier to kill me because I trust all of you. Because if I'm hanging out with you guys, I'm not watching my back. I'm not like, you know, I can turn my back on all of you guys and I feel comfortable. You could kill me at any point you wanted to. But if it's, you know, like five other random dudes that I don't know, and they all are pro- approach me, and that, you know, I'm going to be more on my guard. You know, you're always more aware of Yeah, strangers. sure. But the thing is, too, like, Palpatine still controls the Senate, and they have thousands of systems. Like, there's there's not going to be a way for the Jedi to, like, there, there's going to be some sort of thing where, like, local troops are going to be on the lookout for Jedi. Um, on top of, you know, no resources. If you give resources, you're a traitor. So the Jedi are basically like hermits traveling around the galaxy. I think they'd still become hermits. Oh, sorry. Sorry. No, yeah, I mean, you can go ahead. I was just like, how do you, how do you feed and equip that many people and, and get ships and all that stuff besides what you just have on hand? I think they'd still become hermits because the emperor would turn the clones against them. They would then retaliate and kill all the clones. And then the emperor would say, look, they just killed all these soldiers, these people. How dare they do that? Let's turn against them. I think either way, the emperor could use that to his advantage. Yeah. Uh, Either way, I think the Jedi Order is vastly different and just secluded in exile on its own. What happens, though? Because all the other systems are against them now. Yeah. With all the clones dead, the Separatists win, and now the Jedi have uh, refuge on any Separatist-controlled system. Yeah? Huh. All right. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. It's interesting. I mean, how many clones were there, like, Ooh. you know, right when Geonosis happened? Like, they were they were a lot, like, you know, well, on backlog, was... like, being grown. Yeah, there was a number. There's like, we have X to, ready to go right now. 500,000 ready with a million more well on the way. Yeah, so you have 1.5 right at the beginning of the Clone Wars. Yeah. So they're not galaxy-wide yet. They're not galaxy-wide, and I dare say, the, I mean, 10,000 Jedi could take out 1.5 million clones. Because there's no way you can ever get 1.5 million clones all to attack at once. You know, you just can't do that. With 10,000 Jedi. Um, yeah. Uh, next one. Tim Q, I think this is the one I brought up to you. What if Emperor Palpatine learned about young Luke Skywalker on Tatooine when Luke was still an infant? He learns that Anakin Skywalker had an offspring that his ruined apprentice, Anakin Skywalker, has a powerful offspring living on Tatooine. What does he do with that information? Well, he goes and gets them. I mean, what's going to stop him? Obi-Wan? Just goes and scoops him up? Yeah. And then he'll raise him from a baby to think and feel the way Palpatine wants him to think and feel 
and he replaces Anakin when he's of age. What do you think, Chad? There is no new hope. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that makes sense to me. Casey? Yeah, I'm on board. I mean, there's literally nothing there to stop him besides aunt and uncle who already burned to death. (laughs) Just like Porkalisses. And the, but like the, the bigger <laughs> the bigger question to me is like with, with everything Palpatine sees and knows like how, how does he not know that Anakin has kids? Well, Padme died like we so I think he probably assumed that the children would have died in her womb. That she didn't, Someone she as was, cunning as Palpatine's just gonna make that assumption and just be like, yeah, Anakin doesn't have kids. Okay. Well, she was made to look like she was still pregnant when she was buried. Yes. You think you think that ruse is enough to fool Palpatine? I think that at times Palpatine I mean, he foresaw a lot of stuff, but I think he had to look to foresee those things. I don't think they just everything just came to him. Like some massive vision to foresee all the future and its outcomes. Mm-hmm. But I think that he had to look into the future. So when he heard like, Oh, Anakin choked out his wife and oh i heard she died oh and then okay let me check on this on naboo oh she was buried oh she's still pregnant when she was buried i just don't think it ever came into his mind that like he never looked that far into that you know what i mean he's yeah he's got five billion other things going on as he's launching his empire and yeah, it's, mean, it's, it's and totally he, plausible he, he had bigger fish to fry but it, to me it's still kind of surprising that he missed that I mean, even if he did know, he would have to assume that Obi-Wan is still out there. He was the one who saved Anakin on Mustafar, so he knows Obi-Wan's still alive somewhere. Right. He, he knows that they didn't find the body of Yoda. He's still out there somewhere. They didn't find them. They didn't find so, them at all. I think those were the bigger fish that he was actually searching for, yeah. especially Yoda. Yoda, Yoda and him uh, definitely uh, had some uh, unfinished business. Yoda and Obi-Wan, especially. Yeah, anybody who had ties to Anakin. <laughs> So, so even if he didn't know, there's, I don't think he would have found them. Otherwise, he would have found Obi-Wan and Yoda. Because isn't there a comic that, like, says that the Emperor knew that there was... Maybe, and I, I'm not even mad at that theory. Like, if, if he knew and, like, Darth Vader wasn't the, you know, the the power that he needed and stuff like that, he would just wait. He would wait for the, the game to play out a little bit. Well, here's the thing, right? So, like, with Anakin... He didn't just swoop in and like steal Anakin away when he was a child and train him up. No, he let somebody else train him up a little bit, you know, and he manipulated him from, you know, a distance with Ben Solo through Snoke, right? He manipulated Ben Solo his entire adolescence. And then later, every voice you've ever heard. Yeah, I'm every voice you've ever heard inside your head. So, I mean, I think almost if he knew about Luke, he would just manipulate from a distance. Maybe he yeah, even does seem up, to be his MO. Yeah, he even come up with like a different persona or whatever. And I mean, he might um, arrange for like aunt and uncle to befall some tragedy. And uh, so Obi-Wan becomes a bigger part of his life or. Right. I don't know. Well, um, know about Obi-Wan? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Raiders got him. I'd see, like the thing is, like if he would have ranged for that tragedy, tragedy, he would have known Obi Wan was already there. 
and just yeah. like, go kill Obi Wan. You know what I mean? But, but I think if he knows about Luke, and I think he would be very interested in Luke, and he puts a lot of energy into finding him. I think he can find him. Tim, you said you had one. Yeah. All right, let's hear it. Okay. Um, Han's a pr- uh, pretty busy guy, right? Smuggling and flying around. He's not in Mos Eisley that day when uh, uh, Obi-Wan and Luke need a ride. What happens? Well, they end up going with Boshek. <laughs> Who? There's already Boshek. an answer to that one. Oh, Boshek. I didn't know. Yeah, duh. Okay. I don't know either. I'm, I'm, I'm just... Who, who the hell is Boshek? Isn't that the reptile guy? No. No, that's Boss. That's Boss. Never mind. I Bosk the Trandoshan. I'm sharing my screen. So Boshek is this guy. There is no screen share. Oh, there's a screen share. He just ends up going with Boshek. You guys see it? <laughs> yeah, we see it. I remember that guy. Okay, yeah. yeah he just talks goes to with Boshek instead. Right. Yeah, go with chewing. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, certain, <laughs> certain things. With Leia. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, later, um, as, I, as I was thinking about it myself, like, okay, what really does Han do? What would, what would we miss the most? And then, like, he's the reason Luke didn't get blown up by Vader. Ooh. Right? Does that stuff, yeah. does... Who does Boshek save Luke, or how does that all play out? Well, I mean, the reason why so Han stuck around because it was oh, she's a princess, you'll get your money. Um, and I think that he, he still, at one point in time, probably thought that he'd still get his money at, at some point in time, but then you know, kind of became heroic. Would Boshek do that? Yeah, I don't know. It's tough to say. Is he skilled enough to take out Vader's ship? Does he have a ship fast enough to take that out and to get there in time? Hmm. Yeah, they went with Han rather than Boshek, presumably for a reason. Right. Well, Boshek kind of like, it seems like Boshek suggested him to go to Chewie. And then, you know, Chewie and Han. What do you think, Chad? I I think that's a good question that already seems to have an answer with good old Boshek over here. Um, yeah, but then what are the consequences of it? Like, that, see how yes, far we can take it. It doesn't you know? play out one to one. So Han's not there. They go with Boshek. Boshek takes. I think, I think Boshek is too is too pompous and just would have got the money and left. He looks like a dude with a mission. He does his hair in a suave little debonair type way. He's got a British <laughs> accent probably. Um, and he would drop him off and leave. I don't think there would have been anything more. Well, there's no dropping them off because Alderaan's still blown up. So what does Boshek do at that point? I mean, He would have just been like, here's your stab. Sorry. And then just like, bye. yeah, just bye. Jettison them into space? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. They'll probably, if they show up at the same time, they leave at the same time. They show up at the same time, right, Mr. Smith? Um, they, they, um, they're still going to get, you know, get sucked into the Death Star. Yeah. He'd just rat them out. He'd be like, yeah. They don't have a Wookiee to play, you know, prisoner. You just got Boshek. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't see Boshek rushing an entire like garrison of stormtroopers to make for the others to get away. Boshek's a pussy. Boshek would totally just like Boshek uh, just sells them out. He's like, yeah, he just man. sells them out. He's like, you're looking for yeah, these, yeah, guys, these guys got the plans to the freaking this place right here and that droid right there. And they're like, oh, thanks, Boshek. They just blast Boshek and they blast all the heroes. Yeah, they'd give him, they'd yeah. give him money. He'd leave. His last line would be maybe, and then we'd repeat that in eight, and <laughs> we would come full circle. Maybe. Well, so uh, they escaped the Death Star because um, they were allowed to. So I think there's still some sort of escape that's engineered. Yeah, maybe they still let him escape. And then, and then Boshek, you know, he gets his money and leaves, but then there's nobody to bail Luke out and he gets blown up. Or he gets his money, or, or he just, here's another one that I had. So there's a couple that can spur off of this. Like um, one of our listeners in, on Facebook said, what if, what if, well, with Han Solo, they were like, what if they got to, what if our heroes got to Alderaan a little bit sooner? So they were just on Alderaan. When it blows They'd up. be dead. When it blows up. Like when the Death Star shows up. <laughs> just. <laughs> created by George Lucas. <laughs> like. And another one that somebody suggested was. What if well, on Solo. And I think the guys on Force Center talked about this a while ago too. What if Han Solo didn't take his money and leave? What if he was like, all right, I'll stay and fight with you guys? He'd be less interesting of a character. All right. From He'd a storytelling less... perspective. But let's think about it, right? What would Han have been flying? Because they were already saying, like, only, like, single fighters, blah, blah, blah. You know, larger ships aren't going to do any good against this. I think they stick high in, like, a Y-wing or an X-wing or something. And then he just essentially does no good. He's already had his run or he's on a different run or... No, they, he'd be in he's, the He's definitely not going to sneak up on Vader. He'd be in the Falcon for sure. Even so, if he's in the Falcon and he's in the fight to begin with, he's a known entity. He's a known quantity in the fight. He's not just going to fly up behind Vader and blast him. Well. Yeah. Maybe. So, I mean. Vader, Vader seemed to be pretty keyed in on Luke. He, he didn't, he doesn't have full awareness of what every ship is doing yeah, in the I whole battle. That. And to take it back a little bit, too, one thing, one thing that <clears> – <throat> does spark me as uh, something I like better about the OG trilogy as opposed to the prequels. The OG trilogy has like actual people as like good pilots. Even the the sequel trilogy, I mean you have you have Poe and and uh in the OG trilogy you have Wedge, you have Han, you have We're very centered on the Jedi and the uh prequels. Yeah, no, the original prequel trilogy it was just it was just jedi flying that's all there wasn't any like actual people that were good pilots except for the guy with the wide eyes who was like shield generator's been hit like that's like the only one that i can remember what, what, what? you got rick Oli. you got rick Oli. 
Uh, flying this queen starship in episode one and gives exactly. Anakin his first lesson. In that's what I. That's what I said. Shield generator has been hit. That, that's that one's yaw, and that one's pitch. You catch on fast. Or whatever he says. Yeah. It's the only one. That, it's the only one that I can actually remember. Uh, I'm trying to remember episode two. I mean, you got Jango Fett. He gives up. He want to run for his money. Yeah, that's true. Well, episode three. You got a clone of Jangle Fett, Oddball. <laughs> he just gets blown up at the beginning of episode three. He's that clone that gets blown up and you see him flying by through like flying through space. Okay, so let's hear more about his name, why he has one, and his whole backstory. Well, Odd apparently he has one. Oddball actually shows up in the Clone Wars movie. <laughs> he uh uh he's he's named <laughs> He's name dropped in the Clone Wars movie from like 2008 and then actually goes all the way up through the Clone Wars series with different spots until he just shows up in episode three and gets unceremoniously killed at the beginning of episode three. And like, are we supposed to put all those pieces together and just be like, oh, hey, there's Oddball. Oh, he just got blown up. Like, so he gets name dropped in episode. To... He gets name dropped in episode three. Okay. And then before or after he gets blown up, pretty much during. Um, he, his last words are "oddball" as he flies no, by the camera. They, they, <laughs> I'm pretty. They name drop him in episode three as "oddball." Like Anakin and Obi Wan are having an exchange. He's like, "I should go back and help the clone." Like, go back and help him or whatever. And Anakin's and Obi Wan's like, "No, you know, we're we're going to save the Chancellor or whatever." Um, okay, I believe you. I just don't remember that. It's known that he's oddball. And then, and because, and then, uh, the wife and I were watching the Clone Wars movie, just like two days ago, because my daughter Grace is obsessed with Ahsoka now, and so she wants to watch everything with Basoka in it. So we were we were like, all right, well, Hannah had watched like the latter half of the Clone Wars with me, so I was like, I'll show you the beginning. Let's just start. We'll watch everything together. So we watched the movie, and. Obi-Wan calls out one of the pilots in it and he's like, oddball, something, something. I'm like, wait a minute. That sounds, why do I know that name? So I looked up oddball on Wikipedia and sure enough, it's the clone that gets blown into space at the beginning of episode three. <laughs> he's also in that James Bond movie too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I mean, and then you can take that full circle because Daniel Craig plays a stormtrooper in The Force Awakens. There you go. I'll tighten those restraints. Wow. Tight coming together now. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. There you go. All right. Here's another one for you guys. Kind of in the same line. What if um, the Empire discovered Leia was the daughter of Anakin Skywalker? while she was captive aboard the Death Star. Hmm. So they just run a quick DNA test, and they're like, wait a minute. Restricted DNA match. All right, well, let's send this up the ladder. All right, let's send this up the ladder again. All right, let's send this up. And eventually gets the good old Will of Tarkin. And uh, Tarkin's like, no, restricted? I, I don't know. I'll send it to Vader. Invader's like my daughter, Princess Leia, is my daughter. What does he do with this information? 
surely the emperor would find out at the same time. I don't think Vader's hiding, you know, widely known information essentially from the emperor. Probably the emperor would go after her like a ray type thing. Hmm. What do you think, Casey? I think I just went potty and missed a lot, so. <laughs> Terrible. What do you think, C? Um, I don't. I don't know. To me, it would have never made it to Vader. It would have skipped him. I don't think, think Vader would have had access to that. Ooh, you think Tarkin would have just sent it straight to the pe- straight to Palpatine because he doesn't like Vader? I do, honestly. Be. Ooh. Okay, so it goes straight to Palpatine. Uh, Casey, the hypothetical is whilst uh, captive on the Death Star, they do a DNA test or what have you, and it's discovered that Princess Leia's DNA matches this, like, uh, is a match to somebody that's, like, restricted in the in the Empire's um, database. So T's saying it goes all the way up the ladder to Tarkin. Tarkin sends it straight to the Emperor. So the Emperor knows that Leia is Vader's daughter. I think they they probably knowing I think the Emperor knowing that that's Vader's daughter would have ran the the Metachlorian count on her. It would have come out like 200 and he just would have had Vader kill her. 200? 200. She gets she actually gets trained as a Jedi later on. Uh, be Not like, a very strong one, but yeah. What do you mean? Uh, no, she she's Luke. super strong, man. She's she super strong. Luke is the training thing. Yeah, she's super strong. Uh, yeah. She's better at blade or sabers. Remember her Mary Poppins moment from episode eight? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah, <laughs> I could see it in Chad's eyes. <laughs> Mary Poppins floating through space. So, what are you going to do? Uh, what are you going to do? You're floating through space. How else are you going to fly, guys? That's all I'm saying. I don't know. I, I honestly think that if her her count wasn't as high as they wanted, or as the Emperor wanted it, he probably would have had Vader kill her. Okay. Well, yeah. That if that's a if that happened, but I mean, she was just as powerful as Luke. Yoda wanted to train her instead of Luke. That's now canon. That is true. I, that is in one of the books. I don't remember which one though. From a certain point of view. Yep. What do you guys think? What happens? Well, they definitely don't let her leave. And I think they break her, <laughs> like, like they do a lot of like the second sisters. Hmm. And seventh sister, like all the sisters, like the Inquisitors. I think I think they break her, and becomes Palpatine's little little pawn dog thing. So. And presumably, then Luke gets captured and DNA tested. <laughs> they get them all at once. Well, I mean, if they discover her early enough, right after capturing her, they have no reason to connect Luke and Leia, right? Other than like he's coming to rescue her, right? So, so they think Luke's just some punk that came to rescue her. So they just execute him, I guess. I mean, essentially, they show up to the Death Star. So here's I, here's how I see it playing out. If they find out pretty quickly, 
she's already been transferred off the Death Star. She's probably on her way to Coruscant to have, you know, her first meeting with the Emperor. So Luke and Han and Chewie and Ben all show up to the Alderaan system. It's destroyed. They get, you know, tractor beamed into the Death Star. But when R2 locks into the database, there's, there's no file about Princess Leia being there. She's already gone. <laughs> so what do they do from there? They don't try to rescue her. They just, they just disable well, they, the tractor beam and go to take off. But do they have any reason to believe that these misfits that they picked up don't, you know, that these misfits that they picked up are going to lead them to the rebels at that point? No. <clears throat> so what are their odds of survival? What do you think, Casey? Never tell me the odds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, why were they even tractor beamed? They were tractor beamed because they flew to. They were following the Tie Fighter. I still think. I, I still think oh, it yeah, ends yeah. up. I still think it ends up the same way, except for the fact that they don't have to go save Leia. So Han doesn't have that like hero moment with Leia, at least initially. Well, they never go to the rebel base. How would they know where it is? Right. Yeah, they don't. Well, yeah, they don't know because they were going I mean, to. Leia, Leia had to have told them. Yeah, Leia told them where the rebel base was. The only reason that the Empire, Tarkin, Vader, like etc., believe like let them go to track them was because Leia was with them. Hmm. So, if these, so if they manage to escape, then they just get blasted. Maybe think, they're being tracked. Where would they even go? No, I think if they man, I think if they manage to get off the ship. They just destroy it. I mean, maybe if Obi-Wan's there and Vader and Vader, you know, faces Obi-Wan, he might assume Obi-Wan is involved with the rebels. I don't know. I think that if Leia's going to see the Emperor, she's being transported by Vader. Hmm. I, I don't think so. so. I think that if it skips over Vader, if it goes from Tarkin to the Emperor, I don't think the Emperor tells Vader one lick of information. I think well, the Vader... Emperor is going to hold his cards to manipulate the manipulate Leia and manipulate Vader later if he has to. Isn't Vader the one torturing Leia in the? Right, but he's not like the uh, he's not like the lab tech that's analyzing the DNA. Yeah, I, yeah, I know that, but I'm saying like, I think I don't know. I think you, that Vader would be with him. With what do her. you think, Chad? Do you think the Emperor shares that information? Hey, you've got a daughter. Oh, I definitely don't think he shares it. I, I, I think don't think he, he would share it. So if if but Tarkin brings if it to him. Yeah, I guess if you're the one, but I don't think Vader would have those results. I don't think he'd be the first to know. I think it's probably restricted up to the Emperor. Anakin yes. Skywalker's DNA is probably restricted information. If you were to get like a piece of Darth Vader and you were to try to have it tested on an Imperial network, it's not going to tell you. Anakin Skywalker. It's probably highly classified. What do you think, Tim Q? Do you Sorry, think I zoned out. What's the question again? Do you think <laughs> do you think that uh, Vader would be aware of Leia sharing his DNA? 
and that he would accompany Leia to Coruscant, or do you think that Palpatine would have taken like taken precautions to where he wouldn't find that out and has no, her? No, no, he, he he would have uh, Leia moved without there. Just need make up a reason and have it done, not to arouse suspicion. I mean, even if even if Vader went, like he didn't sense. Yeah. Leia until Luke was thinking about her because Leia had the only, the only thing that Leia had was reaching out to Luke. You know what I mean? Like that's the only thing that she did in the OG trilogy. Force hadn't awakened in her. Re- reach out to Luke <laughs> to the Force, and like, and it wasn't even her reaching out. She was just receptive to it. Luke reached out to her. That's like the very first thing that we saw, and then we see you know Luke saying, "Oh, you have that power too," or like you know. You learn to use it as I have, blah blah, whatever. But um, I don't think Vader would sense that she's related, or even that she's force sensitive at that point in time, because she doesn't know. Mm-hmm. So she goes to the Emperor. You think he's able to? Uh, think he's able to convert her? No, not at first. Like I said, it's a lot of torturing. It's a lot of like second, seven sister type stuff where. They take the good people and turn them bad through a lot of torture and, and whatever else you have to do. Eventually, she'll succumb. Everyone, you know, everyone has their breaking point. So do we think that without rescuing Leia and having that as like a, uh, a reason to let them go, that Han, Luke, Chewie survive and get off the Death Star and make it to Yavin? I mean, so you brought up the interesting point. Like, presumably, Vader would still find Obi Wan, so he would deduce that these guys are more important than just you know some randos that we picked up. So maybe they do still get tracked. But where do they get tracked to? Because they don't go to Yavin. Exactly. But maybe they say, okay, well, these guys are with the rebels, probably. So let's just see where they go. They probably so go back I, to freaking Tatooine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But. Um, but the okay. people on the Death Star wouldn't have known where they were going. So I think, like, yeah, probably they do get let go. They do get tracked, but who knows what happens after okay. that. Okay, so they get tracked. I'm thinking that they go to Tatooine. Because where else are they going to go? They both I mean, just I, came from Tatooine. They got nowhere a, else to go. Obi-Wan Kenobi's gone. Alderaan, they already know, is gone. I don't know if they go back to Tatooine because Han Solo has bounty hunters coming after him from from Jabba. Maybe they don't go uh-huh. back there either. I think maybe they just maybe they just go... Luke's always wanted to join the war. They, they're, they're not after him yet because um, he, he wanted that money so he could go back and pay Jabba, right? Right, uh, so they're not at him. So I don't think he goes back to Jabba again to be like, I'll yeah. pay a triple. You're throwing away a fortune. Don't be a fool. I don't think he does anything like that because he just won't, wouldn't be like, go. He already sent bounty hunters after him. I think they lay low. I think they take some smuggler missions and they wait to hear some stuff of resistance type fighting and then i think luke goes i don't know if han goes at that point in time unless they become a close crew hmm. all right so luke seeks out the rebellion eventually finds him meanwhile leia is being seduced to the dark side han goes back to his smuggler ways and... han goes back to his smuggler ways yep never really uh you know, it doesn't really have that moment he doesn't have the drive to come back he doesn't have the attraction to the princess he never met Eventually, I, I'm sure Obi Wan would still reach out to Luke through the Force. Go to Dagobah, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that still happens. So, so Luke, like, goes, go ahead, Tim. You. 
Yeah, oh, I was just going to say there's no uh, Battle of Yavin, so like the Death Star is still around, but they also, it takes a lot longer to find the Rebels who, you know, probably are prepared to go to another hideout. So it's just the whole thing just kind of becomes a battle of attrition and presumably some more planets get blown up. But I mean, yeah, eventually, this, this eventually they do find the Rebels. And if like, if they had found the Rebels like they did eventually in Empire Strikes Back and they had a functioning Death Star, they would have just blown Hoth out of space. Right. Maybe, yeah. But also, yeah, and, and the Rebels don't have the plans, so they have no idea how to fight this thing. And they don't have Luke Skywalker to make an impossible shot. And well, I mean, that depends on whether or not he's in whether or not he actually goes to Dagobah, but uh, and, and completes his training and what his and like he actually stays there. What does his training look like at that point in time? But I, I would think th- that the rebellion grows bigger and stronger, kind of like it did in Rise of Skywalker, where it's just like there's more of us, you know what I mean? Because if the empire is going around blowing up planets, <laughs> there's gonna be more people being like, "Whoa, bro." But you don't ever have Luke Skywalker to make that grand stand to like empower everybody to think like, okay, this is our hero. This guy went out and sacrificed himself. We can rise up in his name against the emperor. Against- well, I think it ha- I think it happens later, and I think you have a lot more like sex grow, like Saw Gerrera. Um, I think you have a lot more of those, and eventually some of those have to find each other. Um, you know, looking to join a bigger network and 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 get armed enough to where you can mount some sort of with it. Yeah, you don't have the plans with enough with enough that, ships. Like you could do damage. Like remember when uh, the proton torpedoes miss? Like you, it still like shakes people around and makes an explosion and right. You know, so presumably the the Death Star is taking you know very minimal amounts of damage, but like. There was what twenty ships, twenty fighters attacking it. Like, I'd, it'd be interesting to see like a full-on assault, like on just on the Death Star with no shields, just, yeah, just and, people. And at that point in time, too, I think the rebels would get smart. Like, if they all, if all these different sects banded together, they wouldn't be hanging out on planets. And if they do, they're moving all the time because they don't want those planets to be destroyed. I think it's a free-flying space fleet. Um, that's just wandering about the galaxy, waiting for its its moment. You know, maybe, maybe they create their own version of the death. Maybe they find their own people, their own scientists, and they they create something that can get through the shields of the Death Star and take it out. You know, what All I mean? right. So let's take it to the other the other side of the spectrum. Then the uh, the like the Force side. So Leia's being turned to the dark side. Say she gets turned to the dark side, she becomes like a dark acolyte of Palpatine. Maybe, I mean, he's already pretty much disbanded the rule of two, but what have you. Either way, do we think that they trace this back to Luke now? Because in canon, Darth Vader learns that Luke's, Luke, the guy who destroyed the Death Star, was Luke Skywalker, was his son through Boba Fett. Because he says, go investigate the guy that blew up the Death Star. And Boba Fett is the one who reveals to him he's Luke Skywalker. And Vader finds out that he has a son. <clears throat> so, stalling for Tim Q to put his headset back on. Is there is there no, like, uh, synchronicity with last names? Like, there's tons of Smiths in the universe. Right. There's, there's, there's a handful of Shrefflers on Earth. But either way, I mean, if, if Luke... Name, 
if Luke doesn't destroy the Death Star, is he ever on the radar of Darth Vader and the Emperor to be like, oh, this guy here, uh, he, he's a known entity. So he would go off. He would, he would at some point, Ben would reach out to him through the Force, right? He would go to Dagobah. So he goes to Dagobah and trains. He doesn't have a relationship with Han like he did. He doesn't have a relationship with Leia like he did. So he doesn't have anything to pull him away from his training. Yeah, I think he actually, I think he actually, actually trains, and I think that he, uh, and because of how dire the situation is, I think this brings Yoda out of retirement for one last hurrah. So maybe we get, see, that would be interesting. So if we train Luke fully to Jedi knighthood, quote unquote, and Leia is trained to be a Sith. Do we think the Emperor like six her on Vader and she kills Vader? Because she doesn't have that. Hey, she's not. Uh, I don't think she has like the stop to like, even if, if Leia was trained and Leia was in that predicament uh, on the Death Star, do you think she would have cut Vader down in anger? Do you think she would have stopped in the middle of her anger after he like stood by and watched her entire planet get destroyed? I think Palpatine would have stopped her because Vader's still useful. At that point, though, if he gets Leia and she's just as has all the potential of Anakin, essentially, she's not destroyed. And it's like her path to the dark side to strike down your father who helped blow up your planet. I think she does it. I would do it. So then it comes down to fully it's trained some, it's, just some, it's just some random guy to me like it's just some guy who's powerful who killed everything that i knew and loved like i think she goes the anakin route and takes him down does does the emperor tim q ever reveal to leia that darth vader's <clears throat> father i think that's her last trial that's what i think tim q chad t i don't know i oh, i think you didn't hear me he would reveal you think what? I think Emperor, the Emperor would reveal that uh, Darth Vader is uh, the reason his, her mother is, her true mother is dead. Ooh, he's your daddy, but he killed yeah. your mama. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think it's something like that to where it's like, well, now, like, the truth, now your final, your final but... test now is to kill your father. She's like, my father's already dead. He was on the planet when it blew up. He's like, no, your real father. Your bio dad. Killed your mama. I think I think he'd stay after, like after she killed him. I think then he'd reveal it just so he can retain that power. So he still like kind of emotionally hurts her, but he gets to retain. That was your dad. What? Yeah. (laughs) So he he could scar her a little, and then still show like I know so much more than you do all at the same time. Like he still gets to retain that. Yeah, that's how you came to me. I think I think it's more powerful if she knows and goes into that fight because if if she learns that afterwards and regrets what she did, a little bit of light side peeking in, maybe she just turns on the on the emperor right then and there. I think she has to go into the fight knowing. Can't she take out the emperor one on one though? Right then, right there being touching the dark side. So say she takes out Vader, she becomes a full Sith. So then you have a fully trained Darth Leia. Somebody give me a Darth Leia name. What's her what's her dark side name? <laughs> Chad, go. Uh, I don't know. I'd like Darth Leia. 
on its own. That was good. Uh, I don't know. Vader is Vader is Dutch for father, right? So, but what's mother? Yeah, Vader is yeah. Or, or no, daughter. I guess daughter would make more sense. Oh boy, hold on. Casey, you got anything to <laughs> add to that? While I try and look up what's let's Dutch. see what that sounds like. Yos. Yo! It's, uh, it's hold on, I'm playing it right now. I'm listening to it. It's Doctor. <laughs> Darth Darth doctor. 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 Darth Doctor. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't really work, does it? No, what about I don't like it either. Girl. What about Darth princess? Girl? What about Princess? I like Princess. What's Darth? What's What's Dutch for Princess? Princess. Are you asking me? Yeah. I just yes, looked at Princess. Princess is Dark Princess. Yeah, but, but, but how do you say it, though? I don't know. I didn't listen. Oh, it actually is Princess. All right, princess. what about Girl? That oh, one looks God, interesting enough. Yeah, what's Girl? Maisha. Darth Maisha. Hold on. Maisha. Maisha? You're what? Maisha. Maisha. All right, either way, Darth Leia. We'll go with Chad. Darth Leia. <laughs> so you had a fully trained Darth Leia. She's defeated and killed Anakin Darth Vader. So then, now all you have left is his legacy. The legacy of his light, Anakin Skywalker, Luke Skywalker, fully trained Luke Skywalker. The legacy of his dark, Darth Vader, fully trained Darth Leia. <laughs> Interesting. I was looking up uh, patricide in Dutch, patricide for killing your father, and it's it's Vader Mord, like a father Mord, Mord, Vader Mord. So Darth, Darth Mord, <laughs> Vader Mord, Darth Vader Mord. Mm. There's also there's also there's also uh, land rather. What if they? Okay, so in the old EU. Um, there was a, a people that worshipped Darth Vader and then Leia like gained like just because she was biologically related to Darth Vader, they called her Lady Vader. So she kills Darth Vader, then he reveals to her that Vader was her father. So she just goes by Lady Vader. There's also there's also uh Mordenon. Mordenar, which means killer. Mordenar. I like that. Darth Mordenar. Oh, we have to put that in Darth Mordenar. Fanfic Mordenar. Okay, so here's our fanfic. Like I said, Luke fully trained, light side, Jedi Knight, trained by the spirit of Ben Kenobi and Jedi Master Yoda. Okay. Then you have Darth Mordenar. <laughs> Leia. Lady, I like Lady. Lady Mordenar. Lady Mordenar and Darth Sidious. So, like you said, who was it, Casey? Did you say Yoda comes out of retirement? So you get a battle between yeah. Lady Mordenar, Luke Skywalker, and Darth Sidious versus Yoda. And I, th I don't think Yoda goes up against Sidious again. I think he goes after the after the sister. Just, I think that's what he does. So he goes after Leia, and you think Luke goes after the Emperor? I think Fully so. Fully trained Luke. I think so. How do you see that playing out, Tim Q? Man. Um, Maybe this time they do it together. Yeah, I'm trying to imagine 
I mean, I mean, yeah, the one time we see Palpatine in an actual fight, like he's pretty capable. Yeah, he does you that pterodactyl screech. Yeah, he's a little, yeah. he's a little bit older. Than that. But what I think happens is I think uh, potentially Luke dies, but I think Yoda gets through with his like you think force absorption. Yeah, I think Luke dies. I think Yoda gets through through to Leia. With like, because she's more important now. She was closer to the Emperor and knows how he operates and knows how he works. And so Yoda just sacrifices Luke. I don't no, think so. I, I, I don't think he sacrifices. I think that Luke. Luke's just, more powerful than Yoda. I think that Luke just either he either falls or he's hurt. And I think, but I think that Yoda subdues Leia or uh, what would I say, Lady uh, Morden Antebellum Mordenar Mordenar <laughs> Lady. Sorry. Something like that, yeah. Lady um, I think that she is subdued, either that or he does some like crazy mind stuff to her, too, to like uh, uh, basically like not reset her, but to make her think outside of the conditioning that's been put into her head for so long and she's questioning and confusing things. Um, and I think then he goes to either help and or save Luke, unless Luke has already been killed. See, I don't think Luke gets off i think that if luke stays on dagobah fully fully trained i think luke could hold his own because luke i mean he probably he would probably be more powerful than luke in episode eight like luke in episode like if he trained for an extended period of time to be a jedi really tapped into the force under yoda and ben kenobi under yoda who fought palpatine and under ben kenobi who fought vader and and like knows other tricks. Yeah, sure. Well, so so okay, fine. Then. So I think Luke. I, I'm still right. Goes to Luke, to, Luke to goes up against Palpatine. Yeah, it's it's like Ray going up against Palpatine, but he like finishes him off right then and there. Hmm. Okay, but I still don't think Yoda kills Leia either. Either Yoda doesn't kill Leia, and she starts to like come back a little bit, and then offs Yoda. So then they have to fight each other. Yeah, because that, that's what I was trying to, like, you got the light side, like, you have the light side of Anakin Skywalker and his legacy and the dark side of, of Darth Vader and his legacy battling it out at the end. Yeah, I like that. But then at, at the same time, so you have to also factor in that you never end up with um, Ben Solo or any of that stuff either. Well, here you're saying, just like you said, just like we said, if Luke's more powerful being trained full-time as a Jedi under Obi-Wan or un, under Ben and under Yoda, then Leia being trained full-time as a Sith under Palpatine, who already bested Yoda. But, you know, Darth Vader will become more powerful than either of us. So this is Darth Vader's heir as a Sith, Lady Antebellum. Mordenar. Yep. Mordenar. Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I think, think I think I think she takes out Yoda. Honestly, yeah, I think I think that'd be cool. I think that he like unlocks something and talks to her, and it's kind of like a situation where Kylo kills Han Solo. Like she doesn't want to do it, but she like it's just so ingrained. And I think that Luke, um, you know, takes her down and uh, basically converts her back. But how dope would it be to see like a full-on crazy training montage? with Luke and Yoda, because what I think would happen is because Palpatine's known for his lightning, Yoda knows this. And in 
the last Jedi, I think we see Yoda as a force ghost lightning down. How cool would it be to have like Luke running around, like blocking actual lightning that Yoda's like shooting at him from the sky and stuff like that, like random and. And at the same time, you have a dark side Leia who's like just as athletic and agile as like Ahsoka fighting Yoda, hopping around like a crazy toad. Man, I want to see this fanfic now. And then <laughs> eventually, eventually, this crazy lady antebellum takes out Yo- like Yoda. <laughs> and what's her name again, Casey? Mordenar. Mordenar. Yes, lady Mordenar. How did this one start? Yoda. So this one, this one starts by uh, them figuring out who Leia is on the Death Star. Is that where we yeah. started with this one? Yeah. So they that's figure out who Leia started. is. Yeah. So this is going yeah. down. Ongoing. Yeah, see, that's what. That's why I like these hypotheticals because you can just keep going with them sometimes. Yeah. So, that, so Lady Mordenar. one little, yeah. one little thing, and then everything changes. Yeah. So Lady Mordenar takes out Yoda, and then Luke Skywalker takes out Palpatine, Darth Sidious. So then you have Lady Mordenar, who's like, okay, you took out my master, I took out your master. I, I'm the Dark Lord of the, like, Lordus or whatever, you but know, the I, Empress I of going, the Sith. I was going a different way there. Like, so, like, Yoda unlocks something, and she doesn't really want to kill him, but the, tra- but the training is so, like, just like the clones in Order 66. It was so ingrained. Like, she, like she's, like, crying tears and stuff like that, and ignites her saber, and Yoda's cut in half type deal. Um hmm. So that way, like, so when she faces Luke, I think it's one of those things where, so I, here's how I imagine them, like, first facing each other. She, like, Luke knows who she is at this point in time and knows that she is his sister. And, so, and she's like, yeah, he, and he tells her that. And she's like, reach, like, reach out with your feelings and tell me, like, you know what I mean? Like, reach out with your feelings. Like, I'm, I want to help you, blah, blah, blah. And she, like, reaches out and just, like, force lightning. Hold on. Pause. Pause then, right there. Force lightning. I want to know. How does... Or how does Luke find out in this storyline? Because we don't get a Vader reveal, I am your father. Well, so how think, does Luke find out that Vader is his father Obi- and Obi- Leia is his Obi- Obi-Wan's Force Ghost. He's helping think, with when the do they tell him? Like after his training? When he's been training for years. Like there was two. There was always two. There was, Just there was so sister. you know, I've known you for five years now. You know that dark clad guy? <laughs> yeah, that's your daddy. And, uh, you know the chick that was in a hologram you had the hots for years ago? They, yeah, that's now that would build some distrust. That <laughs> would instill right. some distrust. Right. right. But but I'm not saying I'm not saying that it comes out like that at the end. Right, that's what I know, want to know. Like when I do think, they reveal I think, it? I think during I think during the training, um, like once it's like maybe like ten percent of the way in, Luke learns about that Luke learns that he had a sister. And Luke learns that Vader was his father, and then and You're then gonna have maybe, to confront this guy, and he's the pater familias. And maybe and maybe that's it. Maybe that's all he knows, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe so. Maybe they don't tell him the rest about his sister. Maybe because his sister to Obi Wan, from a certain point of view, would have also been killed. Um, and and I think that once he gets close, like so, like she's already conflicted because she fought Yoda, killed Yoda, and Yoda kind of like partially unlocked her brain a little bit or whatever. I think that uh, he now she's got all this power as a temptation. Yeah, she can yeah. essentially just take over the empire. And... I, I know, but oh, I think something. Quick. I think something clicks in him to where he realizes and asks her to reach. He out wants to be feelings. the emperor. No, 
are you talking about? <laughs> You're completely going off base of her. Awesome no, I was just, I was just, I was just throwing George Lucas's hypothetical for the end of Return of the Jedi, where he defeats Vader and then just puts on Vader's helmet. But okay, sorry, you were saying. So real quick, uh, just a little tweak on your your hypothetical, uh, your story here. I don't think I. Th- Yoda has been trained in the same way uh, Obi-Wan's been trained. So I think that he would just disappear like Obi-Wan did. There would be no cut in half. Well, I think that no, because so Obi-Wan disappeared because he was ready to go. Like Qui-Gon, he became a force ghost, but he didn't disappear. His body had to be burned. Yeah, that's true. But So like, I don't, I don't think Yoda's expecting it. He's not expecting to be one with the force. Like when he's dying of natural I mean, causes, if, if like he knew sacrificing himself, yeah, yeah, I don't know. There's two arguments you made. Like people say, like Qui Gon hadn't fully reached that enlightenment, so that's why he didn't disappear. Maybe. But you are, you can make a case at this on the same hand that Obi Wan gave himself up, and Yoda gave himself up. They both like were expecting it and opened up the door and stepped into the other side. I think so. I think one task that we have is to listen to this podcast again and write out like a <laughs> like an alternate version. This chronology. So I still want to know. So if it comes down to at that point, then Leia electrocute force lightnings Luke. So what happens ultimately? Who I, I, wins? A fully trained Leia or a fully on the dark side? Or a fully trained Luke on the light side. Right. So, but we're not talking about we're t- we're talking about fully trained. Sure, take it to mom, please. Um, we're talking about well, fully she's trained. Dead. Padme's long dead. No, we're talking about fully trained Leia and fully trained Luke. Sure, but she's already been conflicted by Yoda doing some whatever voodoo mind stuff and unlocking something, which is why she was like crying when she kills him. But that, that training in dark side is so ingrained. But let me ask you this. Why? What connection does she have to Yoda? It doesn't have to be a connection, dude. He unlocked something in her, like so like she she was a good person. She was working. She was her. good until they tortured her into being yeah, bad. Just like the seventh yeah. sister and the second sister and stuff like that. Like so He he helps remind her who she is somehow. In so some he, kind of way. So he basically he, he begins the healing of her mind somehow. All right. So he starts so, healing those scars essentially. He's taking away that torment. Yoda Yoda knows that both the twins live. Yes. So that's a, a kink in the uh, old story here. Well, that that's not a kink. That's why I was saying, like, yeah, when Luke goes to train with Yoda and Ghost Obi-Wan how do they reveal all this because we're saying like by the time they have their confrontation Luke knows well I'm here's the best way I can think of it maybe Luke has a couple of confrontations in the cave and maybe the force maybe manipulated by Yoda and Obi-Wan but maybe they just let the, the force reveal it to him so they don't have to come out and, and tell him, but he comes to his own realization, like, oh. And they just and play they just, dumb? Yeah, they just what? play like they never knew. No way. Whoa. Whoa. That bitter man? Yeah. Whoa. 
Juan, <laughs> Obi-Wan would always tell him the truth, but would always add from a certain point of view at the end just to throw him off. Yeah. Your you know, father was a... <laughs> I don't think he realizes that Leia's a sister until they start to fight. Ooh. Maybe That's something that he I, had. I, said, I literally vision. said that. I literally Maybe said that earlier. Like, So, like, he knows that he has a sister out there. They start to fight. She's conflicted because she killed Yoda. Yoda unlocks something, like, through the Force or whatever that he was doing to her as, as she killed him. And she goes into the fight conflicted already. Like, uh, she doesn't want to fight, but she's been, like... It's so does she know? Does he no, reveal... She, to, no, she, so she does he reveal know. to her... Does he reveal to her, then? Absolutely. He would have to, yes. That's why he says... That's why I, I literally just said this. Like, you know, like, you, like you, are, you are my sister. Like, reach out with your feelings. And then she force lights in him. Force lightnings him after, when she, as she's reaching out. Let me feel you out. <laughs> Yeah, and then it goes into it goes into a, a battle type thing like they did in Rise of Skywalker in the flashback. But the only thing is, we don't get any incest cat, no incest kissing in this storyline. You don't know that. We don't need we don't need it. <laughs> no, it's kind of like a Lannister Skywalker tradition. Um, yeah, I like that though. Maybe Luke has several visions. It reveals to him. I don't know how you like it now. I've seen the same thing three times now. I I like that Luke maybe has several visions, like I said, going into the cave, and it reveals that Vader is his father. He's aware he has a sister, and something clicks with him when he has that confrontation with Leia that, oh, that's this person that's my sister. This is my sister. And then he reveals it to Leia, and Leia reaches out and force lightens him. And then what's what we decide would be the final comp, like because Yoda's already dead, the Emperor's already defeated. It's got to be Yoda. Or it's got to be uh, Luke, um, t- either taking a incapacitated Leia away to reprogram her in the opposite way of what Palpatine did to her, or she's got to come to her senses once it's like. The lightsaber's down. And yeah, maybe- it's a bad way of phrasing it, reprogramming, because Luke's not that manipulative <laughs> as a Jedi, I think. But I think, I think like, Yoda, um, he does do something to her. You, 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 talked, you, you said, like, unlock something in her mind. I, I think of it as, like, you know, begins the healing process and helping to remind her who she really is. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, then, and, and then Luke, Luke helps, like, complete that healing with her. It's not, like, reprogramming. It's just, like, Helping well, her out I mean, of the situation she was in. I mean, yeah, I know. I mean, the mental state. Re- reprogramming is. I'm not saying like torture her to be programming. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Like, Defragging her. That's not what I meant by. It. <laughs> Defragger. I meant is like just like slowly like talking to her and like getting rid of like purging that dark side. It's either that or a Trojan uh, or, horses. Or maybe he does what he did when she she's down. The lightsaber's like at her throat. And he does what he did when he had Vader down, tosses his lightsaber. And then, After he cuts and then, her hand and then, and then it's up to Leia. It's up to Leia to decide what to do at this point in time. All right, so here's, here's the last thing in this. So that would be the end of alternate episode six. Still then, does the Emperor have an ace in the hole? Is he still on Exegol? Well... One of the things you that you had typed out was like, oh, what if he actually died? Well, in in Rise of Skywalker, he says, "I've died before." You know what, what if I mean? he's 
dead dead. What if he doesn't have that? What if he doesn't have X Corp? But uh, that's what I'm asking. So in this, do you think that then he's able to transfer his consciousness after Luke defeats him? How did he do it in canon? In canon, he he sensed Vader's teetering allegiance for a couple of years. And so he had begun to set up this and his body was failing him, yada, yada, yada. So he had started like dealing with clones and stuff. So he had this set up. It wasn't 100% ready. So when he gets thrown into the reactor core, what does he do? He throws his consciousness. So that blue light that comes out, like I've been saying for That's like his the consciousness. last couple of years. <laughs> and then where does it go? It goes to Exegol into this imperfect It clone. just floats through space and makes its yes. way there. Yes. So so when Luke defeats him, chops him, right? what's going to stop that from happening again? Right. Do, do we think in this timeline he senses a teetering allegiance that that uh, pushes him towards taking this uh, precaution? Well, at this point... Because I... there's not even a teetering allegiance. He gets defeated straight up by Luke. Yeah. Because in this timeline, he literally... Lady He's already killed. Yeah, Vader's gone. Lady Mordenar Antebellum is on his side, and he just gets straight up owned by Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I don't think. I, don't, I mean, maybe. So we, you go. I mean, you could look at it both ways, right? So, like, okay, sure. Yeah, he's just he's dead because he's not expecting it. You assume this ability that he uses, just like in any sort of D and D game, like we played Star Wars uh, D six, uh, probably requires some time to uh, to get ready for. It's not something that's just like automatically like here we go. He probably thought he was going to kill Luke. Um, right. I mean, that's 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 what I think. Um, kind of like with the whole disappearance thing we brought up with uh, Obi Wan vanishing and Yoda vanishing versus Qui Gon not and you know Kit Fisto not and all those things like that. Um, so yeah, maybe he just dies. And then there's just this cult sitting on Mexico that just dies because they have, they have no way they have no way to get out. Um, well, they're just like in a like there's they just do nothing at that point. Yeah, and then on the other hand, though, um, you if he does release his consciousness and it goes back to Exegol, you have two fully fledged trained Jedi out there, as opposed to just like an untrained Ray. And yeah, Luke whooped him once; he could just go do it again. <laughs> And, right and, and with untamed, Leia and an untamed Kylo. So I think Kylo, or I think uh, Luke and Leia go back, and maybe Leia kind of fades for a second because Palpatine says some of the stuff that, you know, kind of like Winter Soldier in Avengers, right? You say right. The right key phrases. Maybe like that's where the programming comes in. Um, maybe she's like a, a sleeper agent at that point. You say the right thing, and she she flips back. Just desserts. Uh, so maybe they have a little battle again at that point, but it yeah. still ends with the lightsaber of Luke and the lightsaber of Leia crossed against the Emperor. Yeah, but I think it's them together. They chop his head off, Anakin style. Whack! But I think it's them together, and I think I think it's uh, like if you're looking at the force push, who gets force pushed down? I'm not saying any deaths, but who gets force pushed away? Maybe it's Luke this time, and it's Leia, and he wants Leia to strike her down because he had already trained her and all this stuff. She refuses to. Luke comes back up. There's not some sort of like dyad situation going on here where he already sucked out their life force, so they're still okay, um, and don't have to like force heal each other to sacrifice one to bring one back or anything stupid like that. 
just, they just, you know, there's just them, them together, like, cro- like crossing. So, the so I almost like it at that point. If if he doesn't have a reason to suspect foul play in his ranks, then he never even like takes the extra precautions and steps to do that. It's something on his like to do list, but he's it's not like top of the priority. So he doesn't have a half baked clone to jump into. So I, I like it if it just ends with the the apprentices uh, killing the masters and the apprentices fighting each other. And eventually... Yeah, I like it ending there too. Yeah. Yep, be pretty dope. So we need to contact... You should have hired us. Theory. We need to contact Star Wars Theory because he does... He has some hypotheticals and he has them all like professionally animated and voiced. We need to talk to him. We need to get on the horn with him. And uh, (laughs) I want to... I want to have see this fight made. They've also talked about Chad. I know it's your favorite thing to have more Disney Plus shows. Um, Good. Good. <laughs> having like you know how like is it Marvel or DC? They do like their uh, their offshoots that are like um, hypotheticals, essentially, or they're like alternate universes. So, yeah, Disney Plus right now is doing a, a what if Marvel. So we need a what if Star Wars, and this needs to be it. This needs to be what if OT, because I would love to see this in some sort of form. Oh yeah, yeah the, the torture the torture orb robot thing. It, you know when it's putting needles in her, figures out like oh, she's yeah, uh, it's like restricted DNA match. What? Send it up the chain to Palpatine. Yeah, that's a that's a whole new OT trilogy, son. Whew. Just the simplest little thing. Just start DNA testing all your prisoners. Han's a bit player in the first movie. He's not even anything. Han's nothing. Han's Bocek in the cantina. Or Han's <laughs> not even in the, in the cantina. Han's, you know? probably, Han's probably dead or on the run from bounty hunters. Greedo blasts him earlier in the day. Well, Luke still needed a ride to the Death Star. Or to Alderaan. But... Bocek. There you go. So you're, or, combining it, you're combining those two hypotheticals. Yeah. Or or yeah. Or Han just goes you know, there and it was it was Han like it was originally in this hypothetical it was Han. It was Han, but, but he, he never just met Leia. Yeah. 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 Han Han books. You know, Luke goes back to Tatooine or whatever. Like he stay he stays in part because Leia is important and he might get paid eventually. Han has a run in with Boba Fett when he's not blind. How does that play out then? Now, this is just, see, in an alternate universe, if this storyline we just talked about was the OT, Chad right now in this alternate universe would be complaining that we're talking about this bit player Han Solo and who the hell cares what it's happens true. between him and this <laughs> random bounty hunter guy. <laughs> who cares what happens between him and the guy that's the somewhat son of the clone trooper? I don't care. Well, Han, I mean, who? He'd be he'd be a larger player than someone like uh, Beaumont, or uh, not really. I mean, somewhat larger. He's yeah, like I mean, like he'd have more lines and like he's flying around the main characters. Beaumont's just like he's like Dexter Jetster. He's like, oh, we know who this guy's name is. He he has a part to play, and that's about it. And he still has a ship. Maybe he's the one who drops Luke off. Right, but other than that, what he doesn't have any emotional ties to anybody really he's just i like mean if he ride. still has a line of of dialogue multiple lines of dialogue and interactions with things i might slightly care 
If he's not just some oh, completely yeah. waste You wouldn't guy. care at all. Yeah. <laughs> we don't serve no their one. kind here. I want a book on that. Yeah, you know why? You know why Han flew. You know why Han wanted to get away from the Death Star because the Death Star killed his parents. Oh shit! <laughs> wow. But, but you see, like, so here's my thing, right? So like, Luke, Luke wouldn't have an X-wing to go there. He'd have to be dropped off to go where or steal, right. or steal a ship to go to Dagobah because he took the Dagobah. He took the X-wing from Hoth, which is where he wouldn't. They wouldn't know where the base was. Maybe so we're connected to Han because Luke just hangs out with Han for a while. They go back to Tatooine. They do some jobs together. Eventually, yeah, they, Luke they pay off Jabba, so right. Han's kind of. He can do his own thing now. And there's some sort of beacon that uh, they have together. To so he drops off Luke, and he's like, "I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need to ride out of here eventually." You know what I mean? So Han has to go pick him back up. So Luke takes him to Dagobah. No, Han, Han takes Luke to Dagobah. Han take, yeah. yeah, Han takes Luke to Dagobah. Yeah. Hmm. And then Could picks be. him up, and that's where he meets Leia. Well, Leia's on the dark side. Yeah, but so he'd be like, I kind of have a be. thing for dark side chicks. Yeah, it could it could be so like so you could still end up theoretically with the Kylo Ren if 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 Han is all. About so what is destiny? Or... Destiny. What is destiny <laughs> if not the road that takes us, that walks us to that fork, that is choice, right? Right. But so they're still would, on the same road, would... destiny. It's just they get. You know, but at this get... point in time, you wouldn't have Palpatine. You wouldn't have Snoke. You just have. You know, a Kylo and like a Force Train Leia and a Force Train Luke and and all. You would never end up with a Ray though, because no nope. Palpatine never I mean, makes Ray, his clone yeah, have a. Nope. Uh, There's no Ray. No Ray. Well, that that clone, the clone that he made was decades younger. It seemed like he seemed like he was uh, like thirty or forty. Maybe he was accelerated like Rex, but maybe either so, way, no Ray. Ray. Ray might still be out there, but she's on Jakku. That's the name of the episode. Either way, no Ray. She, she's she's either on Jack nice. you know, with her parents while while they're still alive. Hmm. But she wouldn't have parents because Ray's father is a one of the like clone attempts of Palpatine. So Palpatine never ha- makes those clones. We decided there's right. nobody well, to sire so Ray. He, he can't he can't talk to anybody. But I mean, you would still think that he would have because how old is? clone himself when he has Ray. It's accelerated age, though, essentially. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, yeah, no Ray. I'm fine with no, no Ray. Ray. Either way, I, no in Ray. This, in, this, in this timeline, I like it. I'm fine with just Kylo. I like Kylo. But it I don't even be, know if It wouldn't be Kylo. It would just be Ben Solo. It could be yeah. Ben. Actually, it wouldn't even be Ben Solo. Yeah, because yeah, we, still, we still have to figure out what happens to the Empire after, after uh, Palpatine's killed and Leia leaves. Well, that's they're left, a, and so that's the sequel trilogy there. Well, there wouldn't be figuring wouldn't be out a, all the fallout. There wouldn't be a first order with like Kylo Ren was in charge of that. You know what I mean? He right. So I think leader, which was also Palpatine. So I don't know if they're. I think the Empire almost. Thrawn. Thrawn just takes over the Empire at that point. He still has a Death Star because we haven't Darth destroyed Vader. a Death Star. Grand Can you imagine Mark, Thrawn with the power of a Death Star? Well, I, I imagine that this the battle that takes place where Palpatine dies is on the Death Star. Right. On the first Death get... Star, because we never need a second. Well, and actually, if you look at a lot of information, it hasn't been totally confirmed by canon, but the second Death Star was basically... There was always two Death Stars. So, in canon as it stands right now, the, the uh, 
like if you read Catalyst and stuff, which like leads up to Rogue One, yeah. the the Republic starts building the Death Star because they hear that the Separatists are building the Death Star. So some people are like, all right, there's only always, always one Death Star. My my thought process is there was there was two Death Stars. So because the second Death Star is much bigger, but it's much farther along. So they were probably building it this entire time somewhere else, and Palpatine's pulling the strings of both sides this entire time. So when Maybe. the first Death Star gets destroyed, he's like, all right, let's fix the kinks in the first Death Star. We know how exactly to dial in that laser now. And uh, so we have a second Death Star, and I can just pop on over there as soon as you get my suite ready. Maybe, yeah, but then I also brought up earlier about the different sects of, like, Saw Gerrera-type people who would join together and maybe build their own Death Star, like, with, with the likes of someone like Beaumont, you know what I mean? I think it takes a lot of resources to build a Death Star. A whole lot of, like, yeah, I know, but if they're going, if they're going around the world, if they're going, if they're going around blowing up planets, like, eventually it's going to be like, all right, well, let's, let's scrap together something that we can with yeah. a weapon that, that can do something too. Literally, it. there were like hundreds of planets that were stripped of resources to nothing to build Death Stars. But I, I think that they would stand up and fight against them. Yes. Trying to think. And worms. I like this. Uh, I like. I like this version though. All right. So yeah. No Kylo. Yeah. No Ben Solo. Well, no, there'd be, ben, there'd no, there be, is still there, a Kylo. There'd be a Ben. Not a Kylo, but a Ben Solo. No, ben, yeah, wouldn't be a ben, ben though. Why would he there would be, be a ben? ben? We just we just said that if right. Uh, what, but why would he name? Why would why would Leia name him Ben though? Right. Okay. But in in essence, that character yeah, there's still her a son still exists. Like her son still right. be a, there'll still be a child. Who knows? Be like they they name him after that pilot that introduced uh, Luke and Han. What's his name? <laughs> Boshek. Yeah, it'd be Sheev Solo because we're not the Emperor. I mean, it might even. I, I think oh, it's probably. Yeah. I think it's probably Bale. Ooh, ooh, maybe. totally. Oh, yeah, it's, it's 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 either Bale or it's gonna be like. Uh, so you think she still ends up with Han? That's what that's what we're saying. Like she, so like yeah. Han would be the They're one like helping her. Star cross like, lovers. Back and, yeah, they they made incidentally after Luke. You still get you still get like a future of the Jedi here that doesn't involve incest. <laughs> <laughs> no Mordred Skywalker then? Mordenar. Mordred. Mordred Sky Mordred was the daughter of King Arthur and his sister who got together, oh. did it, had a child. That's where I thought Ben Solo was going for a minute there. Way back in the day, I actually was on a podcast. I was on uh, Cantina Cast, and they had a live podcast, and I put that out there. I was like, if we're following all the Arthur Arthurian legends, because they were like making a lot of points to Arthurian legend. I was like, what if Luke and Leia actually hooked up? We didn't know it, and Ben Solo's messed up because he is a Skywalker doubly if he's he's mordred he is the son of arthur and what's her name morgan lefay or whatever luke and leia wasn't morgan a ward and not blood what's that like wasn't wasn't one of the, like the person you're talking about i think i know that mordred was the bad person 
there was someone who was like his half sister. I thought it was Morgan. No, she was she's a she's a ward of of the kingdom of Arthur's dad. Right. Well, she was at, but she was actually his sister. There was some crazy like shape shifting stuff that went on. But either way, they were brother and sister, and they had an incest son, Jomfrey, aka Jomfro, aka Jomfrey. Jomfrey was what? Jomfrey, what? Joffrey, Joffrey. I said Joffrey. I said then I said Jomfro to tie it back to uh, size twin brother and for the common good. Really deep cut there. Really deep cut. Oh, yeah. So deep that movie was never made. <laughs> oh, we made it. Two renditions of it. So, Bale, right, what? Boys. Yeah, I think, Bale, it's Bale, so I think it's Bale or Luke. Yeah. At that point in time. Bale. Yeah, so I think low. they go with Bale. That's that's nice. I like Bale. Honor, honor the grandfather. Yeah. yeah. She comes back to her senses. Bale solo. Yeah. Honorary mentions. Hold on. I'm looking through some of our hypotheticals here. What if Luke hadn't left Dagobah to help Han and Leia? I think we've kind of seen this kind of in our alternate. He just gets yeah. OP. Yeah. Um, it's kind of part of that same one. Yeah, he actually follows Yoda's advice and completes what if Luke his training. Completes and... his training with Yoda instead of running off. we got a lot of that. Then you have, I mean, Han Solo still dies, uh, but I think Leia and Lando get together. What if Qui Gon lived? Kind of talked about that, like if he was, yeah, we... uh, if he was head of the Jedi, or if he was even around when they were like, "Oh, let's become generals." Well, we've also talked about that when in previous episodes. Yeah. Well, that, that and he would have been the one to train Anakin. So, Anakin's training, his, his whole path is completely different. Right, but he's still close to the Chancellor. He's still being groomed slightly, but I think I think Qui Gon would have been a little bit wiser about it. Yeah, I think he he might have taken yeah. Anakin off on his own, like and just created his own little sect of Jedi at that point in time. Like once the war started. Yeah. Jeremy Debling says, "What if the exec uh, executor had actually intensified for firepower?" Nothing. Mm. Nothing. Nothing. Mm. Probably still gets crashed into. By a Volkswagen. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> it's a is, that Volkswagen the one the, is that the one with the green leader guy? Like yeah. he was on fire and he takes out the 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 cockpit or whatever. Yeah. And then then it crashes and burns. What if Anakin lost the pod race? Luke's uh, Qui Gon still gets him off Tatooine. I don't care. Yeah, I think I think he gets off Tatooine. It wouldn't have changed anything. He's like, oops, I accidentally incapacitated this Toydarian. Oops. Uh, what if a Jawa was actually inside R2 the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> At the very end, Rise of Skywalker. He just hops out. That would have wow. been a great twist. He's all sweaty and like, oh man. <laughs> smells really bad. Oh. What if 3PO never, uh, Brian Patterson says, what if 3PO never remembered that he turned off his comm link? They just get crushed. Oh, they get squished. Yeah, okay. <laughs> then, uh, oops. That's it. 
Yeah, yeah that's I the end of that. So, so, so Obi-Wan still, you know, turns off the, the tractor beam and then. Right. Presumably squished. the droids still make their way down to right by the, the, uh, the ship. Obi-Wan doesn't have a reason to just sacrifice himself to see defeat Vader. Does, or does he escape at least with the droids and the plans in the Falcon? I think, already... I think he's got to escape because there's got to be hope for like the whole thing's about hope, right? Hope, hope, hope. He's got to find somebody else. Well, you did just kill the Skywalker twins. So at this uh, point, not a lot of hope. Uh, he, well, C-3PO did. And Chewie. He's dead too. And the Dianaga dead. Yeah, I think, I think Obi-Wan just escapes. So Obi-Wan books with the droids? Yeah. Do the does but then the he doesn't know where the, yeah, but then he, he wouldn't know where the base is. So the Empire tracks him to kill him. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Some Jedi holdout. I I I would assume Obi Wan would be able to contact Vale though, because they've kind of been a loose connection. Vale got blown up. Or no, yeah, true. <laughs> but he would probably be able to contact I think Obi Wan would be able to make contact with the rebels. Yeah. He could figure it out. Does he get tracked back to the rebel base, though? Either that, either that, or Yoda. Maybe he finds Yoda. He just goes back to Yoda. He's like, "Hey, old buddy, time to come out of retirement." <laughs> Yoda's like, "Who you calling old?" Hey, my phone is at two percent. Do we have a lot left, or should I just go? Oh boy, I'm done. I'm about done here too. Yeah. yeah, we we have a we have probably like sixty hypotheticals out from our fans from the uh, listeners. So, um, well, we got to make it a regular segment again. I love doing hypotheticals. Yeah. All right, guys, this was fun. I'm seriously going to reach out and see if I can't. I would love to see this realized in some way. But uh, yeah, this is why we ask for your feedback, guys. Uh, let us know what your thoughts are on these hypotheticals. Uh, what your hypotheticals are. What your thoughts are on the casting news. Uh, should Val Kilmer be in season two or three of The Mandalorian? Will you be his Huckleberry? Uh, everybody, where can you, where can uh, the listeners uh, follow you, Mr. Chad Campbell? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram um, or thealamostudio.com. All right. And what about you, uh, clone DP6969, Green Tea? You can find me at Darth Tedious at Twitter. All right. And how about you, Mr. Schreffler? Uh, best place would be uh, C. Schreffler. That's C S C H R E F F is in Frank L E R on Instagram. Post a little bit there. It's a lot of kid stuff. Not a lot of Star Wars stuff, but you can keep up with me and what I do in my life there. And Mr. Tim Q. Um, at Joshua Tim Q on Twitter. T Y M K E W. Not T I M Q. T Y M K E W. Sounds like a radio station. <laughs> Next week on T Y M K E W. Learn how. It totally to... does. It's funny. <laughs> learn how to restate your deck in high humidity. <laughs> T-Y-M-K-E-W's D-I-Y. What? All right, guys. We are the Talking Sith. You can like us, follow us across all social media platforms at Talking Sith Podcast. Send us your thoughts, your hypotheticals, your complaints. 
What'd you have for lunch yesterday? At TalkingSithPod at gmail.com. I'm Josh Roach. We are the Talking Sith. May the dark side be with you always. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Everything expressed in the podcast is the intellectual property of Talking Sith. We are not affiliated with Disney or Lucasfilm in any way. Star Wars is their property. We just like to talk about it.